0: hey guys welcome to the hey dj show i'm your host dj jimenez thank you guys so much for tuning in if you're over on youtube please go ahead hit that like button subscribe for more content uh remember you can catch this uh podcast on the go wherever you get your podcast and do consider following me on every social media platform at hey dj show with all that boring stuff out of the way i'm really happy to introduce my next guest william f burke william how you doing man how's it going man? oh man great dude first off thank you so much for making the drive uh like, I always feel bad whenever my guest hits, like, a certain threshold in distance. So, like, it, probably, like, it's, after 30 minutes, I'm It's like, really
1: not a big deal because Google Maps.
0: Yeah.
1: I, actually, it's funny because the house pictured on Google Maps is not your house. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> well, I'm glad you got it. Like, so, I, like, pull up and I'm like, maybe maybe someone will have a shotgun. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh,
0: have a dog and barks, but she's I also didn't
1: know there was a Lake Ackworth
0: oh lake Ackworth. yeah have I you ever know been that to
1: a, yeah there's a lake Ackworth. yeah it, it's kind of funny because when i was driving by i was like uh-uh like i don't do lakes like it's kind of funny i have uh what you call it the lassophobia. Mm-hmm. It's the fear of dark water uh I, lake nessie's there i just <laughs> know it. i know it not today nessie not
0: all right wait, wait for real do you believe in the loch ness monster no
1: not really but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like the whole ocean thing. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, we only know 5%. You could tell me anything lives in the ocean. And I'd be like, oh, that shit is probably
0: real. No, for real. Like, I think I was in the eighth grade when I found out, like, that fun fact and uh, about, like, how. Deep and there's parts that we haven't discovered because the pressure. Yeah. I didn't know about that, and I was just like, "Wait, what?" And then, uh, <laughs> uh, like my science teacher, she pulled up for the class, like, uh, the, the newly discovered fish at the time. It was like, "Yeah, this one fish we just discovered like five years ago." And I'm like, "What?" Yeah, I feel like, like we bro. already know everything. Kind of. Yeah. I was I was in eighth grade. I'm an idiot. They're I'm like, we know idiot. more
1: about the surface of the moon. It's like, yeah, it's all rock. Yeah, that's why we know more. There's nothing there. Yeah, no,
0: the the ocean is definitely (laughs) freaky. I the uh, fear of dark water. Okay, I like to meet the person who's not afraid of dark water because I'm not afraid of water. But oh, uh, dude, yes,
1: lakes and the ocean. I'll swim in a pool. That's cool. Lakes and the ocean. Something's there, man. Something's going to get I'm still, me. like... It's going to happen.
0: I'm still a little bit iffy on uh, pools at night. Like, I'm just like... Mm, well, like, I think about <laughs> it. You're swimming in a lake. Something something grazes your... Oh, is no, it a yeah. fish?
1: Is it a harmless fish? Yeah, no. Uh, I think of the, the worst things. Like, yeah. we don't know. Yeah.
0: I, my, <laughs> I, I always joke with people going, like, I only have two fears in this world. Needles and sharks. <laughs> and, no, dude, like, and it's reasonable, too, because... uh. uh Like they always, I have always heard this thing. Maybe you've heard it too. It's like, oh, you know, just punch a shark. If if a shark darts towards you, just punch it in the nose. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Have you ever punched underwater? You're a weak little bit, yeah. I'm like, like, (laughs) what are you? I am not Rocky. And even then, like punching a shark in the nose, like that's no. I hear that they have like like their
1: skin is like sharp.
0: Yeah, like like it's like sandpaper. It like like comes up like that.
1: So like if you're punching it,
0: no, no. It's not happening, it, but i'm I'm just saying, like even if their skin was smooth like a dolphin's, have you ever punched under water? I'm not no, it's <laughs> not no. Happening. like no, it's not happening. and so no, I, I I fear sharks. if I'm in the water, they win. no matter. I'm not oh, a fast dude, swimmer, no. they it's win. not even a
1: fight. It's not a fight like, <laughs> like they win if you're in the ocean and there's a shark, you're done.
0: I'm done. It's it. and, and and the thing is, like i my mind is, the way it works is so stupid because uh if i meet a bear the bear wins but for some <laughs> weird reason i have like a dumb confidence where i'm like i feel like i could <laughs> like, take him i feel like not can take him like physically i feel like i can outrun you outmaneuver <laughs> you like juke you be like oh, oh, going, oh, oh. Uh, my
1: buddy me and my buddy jacob we always play this game we'll just be sitting down and i'll just point to have you like can take him and he's like yeah probably <laughs> and i'm just sitting down with him one day i'm like you, think you could take a bear. He said maybe a black bear. I'm like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, like that that's what you are.
0: No, I uh I I I know I would lose for sure, but my dumb mind like if I met a black bear out in the woods, I'm like I feel like it can outrun you.
1: Oh dude, there was like I think a, a random historical fact, uh Lewis and Clark mm-hmm. when they were venturing out, they ran into a grizzly bear and it took like Eleven shots to kill the thing. I don't doubt it. It was, like, it, was like, it like they couldn't kill it. <laughs> Holy
0: fuck! I don't doubt it because of the guns that they had back then. I feel like the guns you ha- we have now, mm, you could probably hold your own. But still, it's, it's still they a thought scary they experience. were
1: gonna find dinosaurs.
0: Yeah. If you ever feel dumb, <laughs> they
1: thought that like we're gonna go to Wyoming and find dinosaurs. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man. So with with all that um dude thank you so much for coming uh so for people who don't know uh, uh William he, uh, there's a reason why this book is here on my desk it's not there randomly <laughs> he is the author of Angelica Demonica did i say that right yes you did yeah, all right cool Angelica Demonica
1: um I'm sometimes one.
0: illiterate I- illiterate
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no uh and actually it's kind of interesting i'll le- i'll uh give you the link the show notes but the uh the second uh second the sequel to my novel the heart of hearts came out like today oh wow so, yeah yeah I'll give you the oh man this I, this... I should have brought you a copy of that one but ah, I'm it's telling you but
0: hey no that's awesome uh so he is the author of Angelica DeMonica. it's a light novel uh like basically like a manga but it it it, it reads as a it's just know, a novel yeah it's yeah novel. it's um but honestly like let me let me say this dude as I was reading this. It was picturing like a manga, like for <laughs> real, like I'm not, I'm not saying you, we just met, this is the first time we just met, Yeah, yeah. Uh, we met through a mutual friend, and I was, I was, I'll tell you the story uh, in a little bit, but yeah, like it, it's an easy read, and it you paint the pictures so well, like I'm, uh, uh, I'm pretty a fan of anime, and uh, I, I was, Picturing like some of the fight scenes, some of the dialogue, some of the like the gasp and stuff, like in That's an ad dude, you did a great job. Like, and and people, you guys should uh, uh, pick you up a copy. Uh, he's also local, so support your local authors, dude. Like, it, it it's such an honor to have you on the show.
1: This story right here actually has a sort of an interesting history to it mm-hmm. because it began. Uh, I. Initially, the story came to me way back. This was the first story I ever actually thought of. It wasn't the first one. Uh, this novel was not the first one I published. Uh, the Heart of Hearts was yeah. the first one I published. And they're not they're not directly related, but everything in this Tale of Gods and Men series is one timeline. Right? Okay. Uh, but anyway... Uh, so it's like
0: the same universe? Yeah,
1: this thing? is the first chronologically. Mm. So this is this happens first. Okay. Anyway, so this story actually began as a manga. And uh I worked with uh her name her name on
0: Yeah, like I saw it on the bag. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her
1: name on uh what is it? No, I'm talking about the artist. Yeah. The artist's name, uh it's colorless. She goes by Kuru, but her name is Colorless. That's her handle on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, 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 and um, she was the it, artist, and then eventually, the ones that did like these art, yes, yes, yeah, man, she did those. She hates that art, and that's why I put it in there. What? These, she this was is like, awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's just an artist thing. You're always gonna hate. That's so true. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. You're always gonna hate what what you do.
0: I uh, love what I do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an artist. I'm just a podcaster. You <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, like I really do like uh uh this picture, because uh, 'cause I'm guessing that's uh that's a donna yeah. And yeah, like that anybody with bald and a goatee right there, you don't mess I tell them. you the thing, it's it's
1: interesting because the manga version is so different. Like yeah. it's so different. It actually the first uh I think the first three chapters of that book are pretty much from the manga mm-hmm. and then it just sort of takes its own thing. Uh But yeah, no, it was, it was, it started as a manga that failed basically. And then uh, what it was, was eventually um, I stopped writing scripts Mm -hmm. and I started writing novels and I wrote the heart of hearts. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just write this one because I still wanted to tell it. Yeah. Like I still wanted to tell that story. Like I believed in it, you know? And so I was just like, you know what? Let's do a light novel. And so um, it actually, uh, that's like a physical copy of it. Mm -hmm. But it's actually free to read on uh, Mm tapas.io, which is kind of of like Webtoon in a way, but they have novels. Mm -hmm. It's uh, comics and also novels. And so uh, I'm starting the uh, volume two like this month. Yes. It's not going to come out until it starts in January. Because when I do these chapters, since they're weekly chapters, Mm -hmm. I do a bunch at once. And that way, I have padding in case something comes up, or you know, I can't get in my editor can't work that day, or mm-hmm. something like that.
0: Yeah, that's was, I was uh, that was going to be one of my questions. It's like near the end. It's like, yo, I enjoy this. When can I expect volume two? Yeah,
1: yeah. The next one, uh, I I don't want to tell too much about it, but I'll tell a couple things. So, yeah, no spoilers. I mean, no, no, it's... no spoilers. Yeah, I'm, we, we... I'm gonna I'm gonna just say a couple things. Okay. One, it's called the Red Widow arc. Mm-hmm. and two vampires oh wow my my world has vampires in it and it wasn't like the the this whole universe having vampires it wasn't like something that i planned to have oh really yeah it was just like because in the heart of hearts I uh it was written one way and then i had to do a major rewrite in that novel oh wow and uh it was uh i was like you know what let's just add vampires But it's like it's I was just like, I want to do vampires that like eat people (laughs) like like, you know, they uh, turn to dust in the sun and they eat people. And and I like I like that because it kind of lets me be dark. Yeah. You know, it kind of lets me uh, uh, sort of spread my dark wings. Nice. it, It gets I mean, something about vampires is just intrinsically dark.
0: Yeah, are so, you doing a like the traditional vampires? Uh, yeah, in like, a way, yeah. yeah, they are traditional. With with like different things you said, like eating people, but like you know, like they, only come out at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: like the traditional thing. I yeah. I picked that because it was very, uh, they had like they have their own type of magic and stuff, of course, because it's fantasy. But uh, and I mean, vampires kind of have that anyway. Just yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I picked that, and I was like, well, they need to like turn to dust in the sun. So they need to. And so this next volume is going to be a vampire arc. Nice. And uh, we're going to. The Chapter one is called The Man in the Obsidian Mask. And so I'm starting that one like today. Oh, man. That's <laughs> so that's, that's It's so exciting to do. It's so funny because like when I talk about this stuff, I'm just like,
0: yes. Yeah. No, good. Yes! Honestly. So like my show doesn't have a theme. Like I just want to meet cool people and, and talk about live, talk about serious things funny things i want to talk about it all nothing is off the table and uh but what i will say like one of my like kind of favorite guests to have are people who are passionate about something that like i have no idea about because it really when you get into it it makes me get into it oh yeah so like i'm not an author i'm not a writer but like you just created this world, this universe, and hearing you talk about it, hearing you talk about the plans, and we're gonna get into it, just makes me more excited. And I just read the book, and I can honestly say, did like, you read the whole thing? I read the whole thing, bro. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> holy I, I made shit. it a point. I, 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 I told Morgan. Uh, so okay, we'll get into it. Okay, so Morgan, shout out to you, Morgan. Uh, so one day, just go really fuck, randomly, go, yay, <laughs> really randomly, I was at work and I had a little bit of downtime and i just checked my snapchat and i have her on snapchat and she took a picture of this uh, uh at a bookstore yeah and and <laughs> with the caption saying like oh i'm friends with william uh support your local author and all that stuff and right under the book it said local author and immediately i hit her up and i was like yo do you know this guy <laughs> and then she was like yeah i know i'm like oh we went to high school and all that stuff and i was like like give me his contact, like, let him know, like, I would like him to be on my show, free promotion on his book, like, if if he's down, then I'm down, uh, it'd be great, and then she was like, yeah, like, I'll, I'll hit him up, I think that'll be cool, and then, you know, uh, she was like, ah, he checked out some of your stuff, he said that, like, he wants to do it, and I was like, yes, and so, wouldn't it have been weird if, if you were like, do you know this? She's like, no, I don't know. Anymore. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, just proud like, of him. Can
1: you contact him? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you know this guy? Like, no, I'm just proud of him in general. <laughs> <laughs>
0: local author. She's like, oh, team local. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and no, I'm, all about, I'm all about that. And so uh, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, so she said, like, yeah, you checked out some of your stuff. He said he's down. I was like, all right, cool. Because I told her, like, you know, if you're down, I'm going to buy the book. I'm going to make it a point to buy the book, read it. Because like I want like no spoilers, but like I do want to talk a little bit about it. And I was just I I read it and finished, and I was like, "This is good, all right, bro." That's what's up. I'm not man. about to read like ten pages and then have you on the show and we can't. Really I listened talk
1: about that. to uh, I listened to your most recent yeah podcast yeah. I was like, I got to hear his most recent one yeah. But I'm I'm a big fan of podcasts. Like, yeah, I, I work my day job. It's really a night job, but I'm a security guard. Okay. So, I have a lot of like time to listen to stuff, mm-hmm. and so I'll listen to audiobooks or, uh, um, you know, like podcasts and stuff. Yeah, and I really, I really love the podcast format because it's just like I said before we started. It's like, it's like you're a fly on the wall, in yeah, <laughs> in it's someone's it's people, living room. Like
0: especially when it's a long form interview, you get time to relax. You're talking about you derail. You're talking about other stuff, and it, it, it to me, it feels the most genuine because oh, yeah. like like there are some podcasts and I'm not knocking them because they're more successful than mine that are like 20 <laughs> nah, to 30 we're minutes them. Okay, <laughs> they're like 20 <laughs> to 30 minutes and I'm like nah, get that shit out but if a podcast is an hour or more an hour and a half I love that I love long form oh, yeah. interviews because the person gets so relaxed. they they're being authentic. Because you can be fake in like twenty, thirty minutes, like, oh, dude, you, for sure. and you have to be professional. You're promoting your stuff, and the person has so many questions. Like, I have questions written down, but that's mainly for me to keep myself on track on time. Uh oh, wait. By the way, I should have said this before. Uh, do you have a time restraint?
1: Uh, today? Yeah.
0: Well, no. Okay. Okay. No.
1: There we go. Anyway, I have no friends.
0: All right. Cool. <laughs> no, because like uh, my my. <laughs> physical limit is two hours but like uh not saying like i'm trying to hit two hours it's just like no nah, it's, we'll, it's a whole technical thing we, with we can just go as long as it naturally goes yes yeah uh but anyway so uh uh yeah with w- w- uh with podcasts uh that i don't really watch tv anymore but i listen to so many podcasts joe rogan being my number one and yeah i just like a, a, a group uh, a podcast like if it's somebody by themselves i'll listen to them a little bit but i love group or people uh, yes. one-on-one or with several people and like you said it's a fly in the wall you get to be a part of the conversation and it goes from silly to serious to back to silly to whatever sometimes you learn I yeah. listen to a hunting, uh, uh, like hunting slash camping podcast. I've never been hunting. <laughs> I, I don't really do camping, but I like listening to these people because I'm trying to get into it. And I l- listen to this one podcast and they paint such a great picture and they're sharing this cool story yeah. like a campfire. And I'm like, I want to be a part of this world. Like, You're like, so- I am the wild. <laughs> yeah. I am the wild now. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, uh, she hit you up and then I bought the book, read it. And made it a point. Like, I gotta finish it before you come. So like when we were planning it uh for today, today's December first. I don't know when this is like, we planned it like last week. Last week. Did you read that like in a week? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, uh well a little a week and a half, two weeks, uh uh because yeah, yeah. like I I hit you up. When I hit you up, I was already halfway through the book. And then uh I basically finished it today. Like wow. I, I I I read back to make sure like to get the ending a little bit fresh in my head but uh yeah no i i, I made it a point to like read 10 to 20 pages a day wow. sometimes i'll end up reading more but i'm not a big reader i'm trying to get back into it like yeah I'm, yeah I'm trying to get into it but yeah when when it comes to somebody being on my show and also a local author i'm like now nah, i gotta do it i tell you the thing about reading that's interesting is
1: like as a writer like one this is kind of uh, twofold thing so like mm-hmm. once you start writing and you start reading as a writer mm-hmm. you no longer read as a reader really? So like like when you read it's like it's not really like you uh of course if you read a story and you enjoy it you enjoy it mm-hmm. but as a writer when you read you're analyzing the whole mm. time you're looking at
0: you can't shut that part Often. No, you can't shut it off. Dang.
1: And it but it's good. Uh like when I had an interview back when Heart of Hearts came out uh all the way back in like I think it was like 2020 when it came out. Anyway, um uh it was a written interview and the last part of the interview was like what would you say to people who want to write? Mm-hmm. And uh, everything whenever someone asked me how, you know, how can I start writing it's so easy uh it's um read a lot and write a lot that's Mm -hmm. it i there i actually i love i love bashing this but uh there's so many writing rules out there like don't do this do this and you have magazines like uh publishers weekly there's like you know uh 10 things that's wrong with your novel or three or uh, write a novel and in the and like the thing is is i think what people need to realize is um, there's no formula. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I have, I have a philosophy. It's not, it's not a formula. Mm -hmm. What it is, is it's basically guideposts. And I call it my rule of five. So whenever I go to write a story, because I'm what you call a pantser, which is someone that doesn't outline. (laughs) I, I can't, I just can't do it. Yeah. I've tried. Like I sit down to outline and my brain just goes numb. You just gotta like do it, yeah but i have I have what I call my rule of five, which mm-hmm. is basically the five scenes that I have in mind the uh in order to write the story mm-hmm. and that is uh the opening, the first sentence, and then something I call the driving purpose, which is the call to adventure, uh which I get that from uh Joseph Campbell and his uh what is it the hero with without. Yeah, the hero with a thousand faces. Mm-hmm. It's a book, anyway. And then I have familiar. the twist, a twist or revelation, which is just that nice, is the twist in the story. And then I have the climax, which I I kind of define the climax loosely, because I think that a book has more than one climax. I think it'll have several sub climaxes, and then like the main turning point in the story. But I like to define those sub-climaxes as emotional. They're like emotional uh, beats. Mm -hmm. They're like emotional points in the story. And then the main climax would be what we would call the most emotional part in the story. And I don't mean emotional as in like um, happy, sad. I mean emotional as in like resonance with the person. So the turning point is the big moment where it's the, the resonance with the person. And then finally is the final scene, which I like cliffhangers a lot of. Uh, <laughs> like a lot of, I see on Twitter all the time. They're like, "How do you feel
0: about cliffhangers?" And people are like, I "Fucking hate them." you yeah. know, just like I love cliffhangers. I have a mixed relationship with. Them. <laughs> if, if it, 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 like, this is gonna sound so cop out, but if it's done well, then um, then I don't mind them. Uh, but sometimes I'm like, I like a good ending. Oh uh, yeah, but. Uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, uh, Whiplash, with J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller, uh, technically ends on a cliffhanger, and it's done so well. Like, I can oh, go yeah. on, on, like, have you seen the movie? No, I've never seen uh, it. I, I highly recommend it, especially if you love uh, uh, music and, like, uh, uh, like a good student-teacher relationship. Uh, it's a great movie. You don't have to be into music, but if you are, it's, it's even better. But um, that ending, I won't spoil it. Uh, technically ends on a cliffhanger and it's it's done well. But then, movies like Inception, have you seen that? I have. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Inception. That one's technically on a cliffhanger and that one, I, I don't hate but it's not like, it's not a big deal to me whether, uh basically spoilers, even though the movie's been out for like 10 years. Uh, <laughs> spoilers! <yeah>, <laughs> that you don't know if he's still in a dream or not. Yeah. Like, I, I literally sat there and I'm like, well, who cares? Like, I yeah, don't, uh, yeah.
1: I'll say, I'll I'll say it this way: If there is a, if it's a series, for the final book, I believe and this is me personally. For the final book, I believe there should be a resolution. Mm-hmm. Like I just finished reading, um, uh, the last of um the Shannara books, and it sort of has an open ending. And I fucking hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh but like it's if it's a series like one, two, three, four, or you know, so one, two trilogy. I believe if you're gonna do a cliffhanger in those, I believe I yeah. like that. Yeah, that makes sense. It pumps you up for the next book. Yeah. Exactly. But if it's the third, like final, do not leave me hanging, you motherfucker.
0: Yeah. Please don't Because
1: <laughs> it like the thing I think the thing that like you have to realize I think the thing you have to realize with uh, writing and being a writer, and like one thing I always think about is, I'm asking something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like one of the things I always compare this to, like the dichotomy of artists and writers, where if an artist has like a, if there's like good art, right, you can digest that instantly, mm-hmm. but with a novel, I'm asking like anywhere from eight to 10 hours of your life for you to read that. So when I go to write a story, I have that in mind, and I'm like, this has to be worth your time. You know, it's like, and so that kind of, in a way that kind of like works against writers because people know that they have to invest that time. So a lot of the times that's one of the things that like, you know, people think about when they're reading a book. Yeah, you know, like you know, do I want to invest my time? They don't think about it. They think about it subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's picking up a book and like, oh, "Can I spend this time?" You know, <laughs> but like subconsciously, they, you know, that is a factor. Yeah. And so whenever I write a story, I I always I, I always keep the reader in mind mm-hmm. when I write a story. Uh whenever I get stuck, there's a there's actually an old saying in showbiz and I can't remember who said it. But there's an old saying like in like movie making and like the movie making world is like uh Whenever things, whenever things get boring, a man comes in with a gun. You know, that's the <laughs> saying. Yeah. Whenever things, you know, whenever things are, you know, not working, a man comes in with a gun. Yeah, and that's kind of my mentality. Whenever I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I think this is, uh, I think this is not working. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I ask myself, what can I do to make this entertaining? And sometimes you have to sacrifice for that. You have to say, well, you know, it comes to your mind. You're like, well. This would make it interesting. And you just go with that because mm-hmm. you want it to be interesting. I, I don't I, – I really don't write for any sacred reason. Mm-hmm. I, I do it because I just want to write things that people will like. Yeah, That's just how I think of it. I, I, I really don't even think of myself as a writer. I think of myself more as a storyteller.
0: Nice. Uh, like So that, that kind of like, – that's a perfect segue to uh, this question. Like I know obviously – have to ask it like what inspired you to be an author like was it something you know like you kind of stumbled around in high school or is it something like you've always kind of known i so here's the thing so uh
1: and people will disagree with me but i don't give a shit good Um, (laughs) i like it so uh, i think because oftentimes as an author you're asked uh that's my phone let me turn it down it's all good let me turn it down i thought i turned it down but i didn't they can go fuck themselves <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh anyway uh so but the I, I the question how did you become a writer i think is a i don't want to call it a wrong one but i think it's a misguided one uh because i think like for me being a writer was kind of like having uh being diagnosed with a disease mm-hmm. like i didn't know i was a writer and then uh which i'll tell you the story but like but when I started writing, looking back at it, I was like, I was always a writer. Uh, but how I got started, it's a funny story. So, in the heart of hearts, the uh, the dedication is to a man named Richard, and he was a teacher in high school. Uh, in high school, and uh, <laughs> Morgan knows all about this. In high school, I was very much a delinquent. Uh, I, um, I was such a delinquent that I wasn't allowed to go into classes. Like They were just like, go to detention. They were like.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you did, but they, go to detention.
1: Uh, yeah, they were just like, yeah, it was like, because I, I was always a class clown. And that was just how, it was really how I retained information. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, like the thing, I think the thing the teachers didn't realize is like, you know, he's, he's talking shit about this stuff but he's talking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, he's still okay. talking about it. Man,
0: this is so stupid. Two plus two equals four. Yeah. Right, I'd be like, fuck you guys. <laughs> Quadratic equation. <laughs> but anyway, like my brother's a, a math teacher. He's a mathematician. That's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Like, uh, but
1: anyway, yeah, no, nah, um, it's kind of a funny story because that uh, when I, uh, when I was in high school, we had what we called the end of course test. Yeah. And I was in a biology class and, uh, that teacher hated me so much that she had it arranged for me to go to detention instead of her class for like the last three months of the class. Jeez. And overkill like, much? she didn't give me any, like there was no work yeah. to be graded. They were just like, fuck this kid. <laughs> and so, uh, I, uh, that gave me like the previous edition mm-hmm. of the, um, biology textbook. And uh, then the end of course test came around, and I, you know, been in ISS for three months, and so I just take it. And uh, the end of the year comes around, and you know things are a bit more lax at the end of the year. So I get up and I go into her into her classroom just to bother her. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, so uh, I'm like, I'm like, so what you doing? And she's just sitting there. She's like looking at the looking at the scores for the i for the uh, EOCt. And I'm like who made the highest grade she just clenches her fist she goes you
0: no way <laughs> yeah yeah
1: it's even better because in homeroom the dude that the so the dude that uh sat beside me i think his name was tyler anyway he was like i mean ap you know uh straight-laced student mm-hmm. you know he gave a shit about his future <laughs> 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 I felt that so hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we're sitting there, and he's like, "So, uh, who made the highest in your class?" And she's like, "Will did." And he just turns to me. And he goes, "What did you make?" And I'm like, "92." And he goes, "That's what I made." And I was just like,
0: "Holy shit!" And you tried. <laughs> like, well, well how'd you? If you both made a ninety-two, I like should say. Like, did you make a a ninety-two point eight while he made a ninety-two point two or something? I made a
1: ninety-two on that on that test. Yeah. and failed the class. <laughs> <laughs> I made a ninety-two. I made the highest grade in the class and failed the class. <laughs>
0: it kind of reminds me of this scene. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie Happy Gilmore with uh, no. Adam Sandler. Oh, that's a great Actually, movie. no, I have seen that one. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, he was a natural golfer, and he, like, uh, uh, one of the the antagonists who's been playing golf his whole life, Adam Sandler, like, turns to him. He's like, You know what the sad thing is? You've been playing golf your whole life. <laughs> and that just, like, reminded me that. He's yeah, like, you yeah, actually
1: studied. <laughs> it was, like, a fluke thing. And then, like, that's so funny. I moved schools. Uh, I, I I had to move schools and because I failed biology, I had to take it again. I made a 92 again.
0: So it was... On the last test of the whole time. Yeah, on
1: the EOCT. Yeah. So I made a 92 again. <laughs> oh, the, the the second time I, I passed it I that can't time. Fail. I passed it that time, but it was like, it's like, fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, what was I talking about before that? Uh, oh, uh, how I became a writer. Yeah, okay. like Richard. So, uh, yeah. So, I was a trouble student, and so um, when you're a trouble student like that, they put you in uh, what well, what the school called vocational rehabilitation, mm-hmm. which is like, it's with the college prep and all that, it's like the sky is the limit. You can go be anything, and then in vocational rehabilitation, they're like, do you want to be a mechanic? You know what I mean? It's like, you want to be a mechanic or – there's like six things here, man. You got to pick one. Yeah. It's like you got to be one of these things. And so, uh, but the teacher there, his name was Richard, uh the the vocational rehabilitation teacher. And I was in an English class and uh, it's actually really ironic when I think in in uh in hindsight. But uh I was in an English class and we were supposed to write he, I don't know if you know the story of the monkeys Paul by uh, I think it's by a man named Abrams, but it's
0: I I just I basically know the gist of I don't know like the yeah it, it's specific. essentially
1: it's a story about wish choices and consequences yeah. and so like they get a monkey's paw that uh it'll <clears throat> grant them three wishes and every wish they make has a terif- they get what they want yeah but at a terrifying cost yeah like they want five hundred pounds it's a British story they want five hundred pounds and their son dies at the mill and the insurance is five hundred pounds. Yeah. So it's a story of choice and consequence. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we read that story, and um, she was, the the teacher was like, "Well, now y'all have to write a story about it." And she was like, "Will," because she wanted me out of the room. She was like, "Well, why don't you go to Mister Smith's office?" And I was like, "Okay, sure." So I go in there, and uh, uh, uh Mister Smith is like, you know, he's like, "What's your assignment?" And I'm like, "Well, I have to write a story." He was like, Oh, that's great. You get to write a story. And I, I'm like, no, I'm like, that's boring. Like writing is boring. And that's so crazy to me thinking about it now. Because it's like I've written three books. What the fuck? But anyway, <laughs> uh, like but every uh, time you're writing, you're just like, Man, I hate this. Like, Yeah, hate this. yeah. I I, I wrote uh, I wrote a story. Um I wrote the my you had to write your own version of the Monkey's Paul. Mm-hmm. So I wrote that
0: and I don't even remember what it was about. I think See, I'm a, I'm a smart ass. I was a smart ass growing up. As a yeah. Student. What I would have done is like instead of the monkey's paw, I would have changed the, the exact same story, but then changed it to like a cat's paw.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing was, I think, I think it was like the perfect storm for me because yeah. it was like when, because when Richard brought it up to me, he was like, he was like, you can make, he was like, you know, you can make this about anything, right? Mm-hmm. And that I had never thought of. That Wait, so was the who, turning who's,
0: point. Uh Richard again? Is it like this,
1: uh, he's a teacher. He's the yeah. vocational rehabilitation teacher. Okay, okay. So he
0: he wasn't the one that like hated you. No, you know, no, that no. no. That was a different. School. Okay. Sorry, I should have mentioned. It. No, no, it's not good.
1: Anyway, uh yeah, but no, Richard <clears throat> uh he told me he was like you can make this about anything. And I think that was the turning point for me because it was like I didn't realize that there was an element of creativity to it. I thought cuz you know, when you are in school a lot of the times when you write a story, you're given a prompt Mm -hmm. and you have to, you have to write about this, this, and this. And so having this assignment where there was, it was open. Mm -hmm. And so that really kind of opened it up for me. And so I started writing and I wrote that and I got encouragement and I wrote of some other stuff and that's just how it happened. But looking back, I think think about how I always had stories in my head and I think that was what made me realize that I was a writer it's like I've always had these these characters in my head and these stories and plot lines in my head uh it's kind of funny um I always I have this joke where everyone has voices in their head uh but writers are just the ones that take the time to get to know them (laughs) (laughs) that's that's cool I like that yeah we just because but uh that's how i started writing and um that story arose during that time and And
0: what how old were you
1: uh i was 17 and that story arose at that time It was vastly different than what it is now yeah but uh that was the first story that i really began and and then i wrote heart of hearts and then i kind of had this realization oh shit all these are tied together
0: so that one happened does it like take a form of its own after a while where like because you said like you had an oh shit moment that oh they're all connected like was that like basically by accident or yeah in a way tour- it was okay. it was
1: in a way but it was like so so the thing about writing that's so interesting is you don't know you know it you don't know that you know these things and that's why when there's the the age old question that writers hate which is where do you get your ideas mm-hmm. we don't hate it but the thing we don't hate it but it's it's difficult to answer because yes
0: that's that's it uh no it's funny i'm 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 glad you said that because that's literally me right now because uh, uh like i said like i write these questions mainly to keep myself on track and just so to not have dead air but like we're going off from just our energy like just getting to know each other and i felt that like because you know i have no no idea about writing i don't know anything about like authors and stuff but i i genuinely feel that it's like hey so like you know like where do you get your ideas and and it's funny because like i'm not like i'm not gonna say like i'm not a creative guy like i'm creative in 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 certain fields and stuff like that but at, at the end of the day i'm a very logical dude so like sometimes i'm like oh well sometimes i get inspiration from this and and like starting a podcast like oh you know joe rogan was a huge inspiration and it's also my personality like i I love meeting new people and talking and so yeah like if somebody were to ask me it's like oh where'd you get this idea i could easily tell them but for a writer you know you're creating a universe from nothing and that's like i get that you know it's, it's basically like a social club that I have no idea, but other writers probably know it's on. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, there's actually a quote that uh, – <clears throat> well, there's two things. Uh, one is a quote that I really like. Um, it is the tools of the – I'm trying to remember this correctly. The tools of the writer are experience, observation, and imagination. And uh, the quote goes on to say that you only need two. You don't need all three. You only need two. To, to create a story. But one, I wrote a blog post once and I uh, I called it the, I called this concept the eternal cafe because in a way, in a way you are not, this sounds kind of, it sounds cliche, but it's really true. In a way you're not meeting, in, in, I mean, in a way you're not creating the character. In a way you're meeting the character and whether, no matter, you don't really know where they come from. Mm. But
0: sometimes
1: it's, Game, Sometimes now we'll... I'm gonna have
0: to like cross out one of the questions I've written. T- <laughs> <laughs> this guy's giving me nothing. <laughs> what? What was it? Tell me, the question. Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me we'll, the question. We'll get into it. But I was like, uh, Alfon- uh, Alfonso is one of my favorite characters. What? Uh, what went into making him? So it's like, <laughs> oh no, you met him, and I'm like, well, there goes my shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh,
1: uh, Alfonso. Um since since you mentioned alfonso alfonso is actually a uh a a conglomeration of someone i know and um someone else that i didn't really know him personally so uh uh my father owns a construction business mm-hmm. he did and um he had a uh one of his uh, employees was a guy named alfonso we called him fons mm-hmm. and he he was like Jack. Yeah. I mean, like, Jack. And I always thought that he would be, like, a really good boxer. Mm. And so, like, that body type, I was like, that's what sparked it. And that's yeah. what I was going to say. is like, when it comes to creating a character...
0: Ah, uh, you met him, kind of. Well,
1: no, I'll tell you. When it comes to creating a character, you get, you can get a small thing. So, like, for that, it was, this guy's body type. He's built, he looks like he'd be a boxer. And then in the back of your mind, that character is like, Yo, that's me. You know, it's it's a strange thing.
0: No, I I can kind of feel that. That's that's yeah. a good way. Yeah. No, because uh, you paint him. Uh, he he's a, a a martial artist, and I like him. And like he also uh, cooks in the cafe, and I love to cook. And I really related with him, and uh, I loved him and uh, Joseph's relationship where he kept calling him a dog. Like, Dude, <laughs> he's I'm, like, a I'm a cat. Like I, I I thought that was a, like nice throw. That's <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. That's one of those things like. That would be in an anime. Like I literally pictured, like in the manga, I was like, "This would happen. This <laughs> What's legit funny would happen."
1: Is Joseph? It's kind of funny because initially in the manga, Joseph was a dog. Yeah, you, and so you read that. I just kept it. Yeah, I just kept it. I was like, <laughs> I, and because Alfonso is supposed to be like, he's supposed to be like the Hardy, like heart of gold idiot mm-hmm. sort of guy. Not idiot, but he's like kind of meathead. You yeah. Know? And so, and then Joseph is kind of like the clever one, and so in my mind, I was like, Alfonso is just gonna call him a dog. Yeah, it's like that's just the running.
0: I, I no, I, I I loved it, uh, and and also he's a martial artist, and and so like you wrote that one fight scene so well, uh, with like uh, was, uh, I think it was g- him against Hound or Fox. Uh, oh yeah, Fox, the one with
1: the yeah
0: Fox. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, it was yeah. with Fox. And how he pulled out, like, for he he combs his hair. You've never described what the comb looked like. And what was so cool, like, you wrote it so well. I really, honestly, like, it's my favorite scene. And, like, you know, like, uh, Fox was like, all right, we're going to fight. And then he pulls out what looks like a switchblade. He's like, you think a knife, like, it's going to protect you? And then it it was one of those switchblade combs. (laughs) And I thought... This would happen. This, he would legit have that, and then he's like, "I don't need a knife to take you." And he has that cocky attitude, but like, it works for him, and I loved it. I loved this character so much, and I saw myself in him. And I'm like, I really like, like Alfonso. I, I love him. I loved him. Yeah. I might he's even fun him. to write. Yeah, he he yeah. was definitely cool. And then, uh, you know, when whenever he would fight somebody, I loved his uh his uh flashback, his backstory. Uh, it's a classic uh uh, uh Japanese um. Revenge tale, and I love that. It reminded me of all the like, I love martial art movies. It just reminded oh, yeah. me of, like, you know, y- you're your father's student at the same time, then somebody like takes away your father, and you're like, I'm a yeah, get I'm gonna you. Get that, that, or if that. the person looks at you and it's like, come back when you're older, type yeah, shit. and and that was awesome. Like, I, I, I loved it. I was like, I was so glad that you wrote that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. my favorite. That I, it's interesting that you brought.
1: I, I don't, the idea wasn't directly from it. Like it wasn't like a direct copy of copy, but like in my mind uh, when writing that scene to, cause like sometimes when you're writing the scene, you keep something in mind. Cause you're like, I want this, you're like, I want this atmosphere, yeah. right? I want this.
0: Everything's grabbed from inspiration. I yeah. Think. It's like, it, yeah.
1: But it's like, you, you think in your mind, you're like, I want this atmosphere. And so in my mind, I've seen Afro Samurai nice when uh Afro's father is killed by justice mm-hmm. and he's like come back if you want to duel a god that's that was my
0: I literally pictured that Quentin Tarantino kill bill yeah uh, like yeah kill stuff. bills another one yeah. yeah yeah I literally thought of like I have have so many movies that it just like rushed in my head and I loved it like it it's not like uh oh, he's copying this no it was I could see that like Well I the could...
1: revenge the thing about the revenge tale that's so great to write is it's a tale as old as time
0: yeah
1: and it's so the thing about the revenge tale is it's so human mm-hmm. because everyone has had bad shit happen to them and they're like, fuck that guy, mm-hmm. you know? And so that that's the thing I love about Alfonso's story. is like, it, it, you really get to play, because revenge is one of the most, um, as far as like a revenge arc, it has such a range of emotion. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different ways you can go about yeah. it. Yeah, because like, you have revenge tales where they get revenge. You have revenge tales where they come to terms with it, mm-hmm. and you know you have everything in between. And, yeah,
0: so. uh, for me, uh, I forget, I forgot who said it, uh, but revenge tale is an investment. I mean, a lot of things are, but like that's that's the best way how I see it is a, a revenge tale is an investment because uh, <clears throat> uh, not only do you have to you know join the character in his or her journey. But they're going to, you know, get sidetracked, meet other characters and all that stuff. And you kind of have to wonder, like, you know, when their journey takes a, a like a side quest kind of thing, if if it's worth following, uh, maybe that side quest overshadows the revenge. Oh, yeah. And so to me, it's an investment. I've seen so many. Uh, I think that's uh, revenge... a good way to put it. Yeah. I've seen it. so many revenge movies where, like, it, the payoff wasn't that great. Uh but then there were ones where the payoff was great. And so to me it's always an investment. And I love it. And you you're right, you hit the nail on the head. There, it's the tale as old as time. And it's it's a human thing. Uh very relatable. Like I like besides, you know, him being a a, a martial artist, I like I just related with him because like you said, he was like the hardy dude and all that stuff. Yeah. But he had that killer switch. Like he was a he was bigger than the rest. Uh but I, I, I do like that one scene where you wrote where uh fuck i forgot who he was talking to but he was all like oh man i should have said this before the show okay the main character philo's or Philo? philo's Philo. i knew it i knew it. in my head yeah. i was like it's philo yeah <laughs> um so uh <laughs> there was that one point where he was all like oh alfonso said oh philo's like i'm a strong dude but i've never beaten Philos, oh, yeah and i just love that because alfonso he 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 knows where he stands but uh I just love characters when they're they're big and the natural reaction is like, oh man, he's probably like super violent and he is, but he knows when to flip that switch. So when he's around his friends, he's like the love teddy bear. Yeah, he's a teddy bear. Guy. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, And then when shit hits the fan, when like there's enemies, he's like, all right, it's time to yeah, get dirty. It's time to go. Yeah, I, I I love them. I think in a way, all the characters are great, but I, that, he's my favorite. He's in my a favorite.
1: way, Alphonse, in, in the way it, was, it wasn't. I don't know it, it was it might have been like subconsciously intentional for me but it was the way it really kind of panned out but uh Joseph and Alfonso are my gangsters they're like the ones who they don't mind getting their hands dirty uh you know like uh of course you have Yuri who is like the young kid yeah and uh he'll have his own whatever later on but and then June who is like she June in a... uh not June. Violet. Her name was June in the initial, but it's Violet in this one. Anyway, Violet's like she's the glue. Yeah. She's like the glue for I, all. I, of I
0: pictured them. her as the motherly type. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: She's like uh I think uh, Alfonso's older than her by about a year, but uh she's older than everyone else. And so she's kinda like the uh like you said, the mother. She's like the glue that can hold holds them all together. Mm-hmm. And then um uh Astrid uh is actually this is fun. Uh so Astrid is described as which you can show if you want to, her eyes on the back. Yeah. Uh she's described as having white and black, black eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah. And uh there is actually if you read that one, <clears throat> there's an Easter egg in the new book. Ooh. If you yeah. So I'll the thing the whole thing with uh so this that's Angelica DeMonica. Um, and then the series I've mentioned, Heart of Hearts and The Phoenix Prince, that's called Sword Eye. But there's um like an umbrella, an umbrella series for both of those. And the series is called A Tale of Gods and Men. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is it's just a long chronicle. And uh, initially it was meant to follow the lineage of Vespira, who is the, the first starborn. Uh, but... Uh, what i'm thinking now is i'm thinking it may go beyond that uh the the whole the whole thing it may go beyond that uh but anyway um so this book right here happens first three thousand years before uh the heart of Heart. heart of hearts and um uh if you read they're not spoilers but if you read heart of hearts and um uh phoenix prince you're gonna get it's like you you kind of get lore and stuff Mm -hmm. so like you're gonna so like uh this story right here is going to tell about the angels because if you read heart of hearts there are no angels Mm -hmm. It's like well what happened you know what why are there no angels now uh what did you think of the angels by the way because they're really like when when i first started this story uh the artist of the manga she was like are these like kind of like how biblical angels? like are they like holy beings and I was like, they're a race. They're like a
0: race of people. Okay. In this. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of pictured that, but then I still thought like, um <clears throat> I still thought like, you know, kind of uh, uh, like biblical angels, but I thought too, like you created this world where, you know, not necessarily that heaven is bad and hell is good or anything like that, but where it's like the angels were still flawed. Like, they could still be yeah. flawed. So that's what I pictured. And then I thought of, like, maybe somebody got way more powerful and then absolute power crops absolutely. So that's what I kind of pictured. Like, yeah. there was a bad apple that just, like, took a wave of them. But then uh, uh, Sir Smith, like, you could tell, like, oh, out of the bad apples, he can be good. Like, and and they have a mutual, like, Hey, I want this. You want this. Let's work together. Yeah, it, 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 so, yeah, I, like I did like it, and and what what you did well is you created this mystery because now you created a genuine for me a genuine like what happened like yeah a, like okay yeah I, I got to know more. I'm and, glad because I wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah, like you you generally did. It, you created a, a a a good what happened. There's more to it while still not like oh, keep investing in it while, like, the story wasn't good. No, the story was good. Uh, uh Everybody's trying to rescue Violet and Astrid. And so you created a great journey while still having, like, this lore that's still coming to fruition. Yeah, yeah. So I really I really enjoyed that. Um, Yeah, and then, like, no spoilers at the end, but then you introduce a character at the end, and now, like, I have, like, the biggest question. I'm like, how the hell are they going to? fight this guy and and i'm like dude it's over like you you already gave him this description i'm like it's it's over but um no it's great and i I will say this too uh star breather was one of my favorite characters too yeah yeah i i because
1: like he's my he's i don't know why but in my mind he's like my my deadpool in a way yeah like he he
0: was like is he like the medium for us kind of yeah he's
1: like a uh he is a what's the chaotic character Mm. he is chaos in a way Uh, uh, not like he he is not actually yeah he's like chaotic neutral like he he just does what he wants yeah and i wanted him to have this like
0: yeah no he was he's definitely cool definitely mysterious and like every single time he like no no lie like i, I kind of got goosebumps because every single time he come uh uh I'm, I'm reading when he came in the scene i kind of got chills i'm because i'm just like Yo, what's gonna happen what's what yeah, is, like, this who guy? is this guy yeah, yeah and then i'm thinking there's no way this guy is weak this guy could probably like snap anybody with a flick of his finger but like he's he's in control like he's what is he? You created this mystery, yeah. But you knew he was powerful, but yet he never showed how powerful he is. But you're just you. You did a great job in, in this ominous feeling, and I really, really did enjoy that. I really like uh, Star because I like he's like you said, chaos neutral. Like he's not a villain, he's not a good guy. But if he's a good guy, he's a great ally. But if he's a bad guy, like. You're done, kind of feel. <laughs> so I really did enjoy that. I was like, "Ooh, I don't know," and all that stuff. So yeah, he, he's, he's a great he's character meant to
1: sort of be. Um, he is meant to be that kind of like this character. You're like, "What is he gonna do?" Yeah, you know. uh, Which, um, I was gonna say. oh yeah, the angels. Mm-hmm. So the thing with the angels was, uh. <clears throat> um which it's not a spoiler cuz it's throughout the entire book but that uh the angels have enslaved like the whole other world like the whole world basically yeah. uh except for this tiny part
0: which this story
1: takes place in the outskirts which is this That was going to
0: be my question. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. So the the, the outskirts are the only f- faction that's like not enslaved. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're the only faction that's like free. Yeah, but they know
0: they know of the angels and yeah, and they fear them. Yeah, Yeah.
1: that's yeah, and so but the the idea came because initially that wasn't the way it was, and then I thought about it and uh, you know the angels have these given powers which are like you said they're these magical abilities and I thought this power dynamic is too vast, and so because of that I was like they're going to enslave everybody else that was just the natural progression mm-hmm. it's like you know they they're essentially essentially i mean the angels are essentially like uh i mean I, I know i said they were a race but they have like these extremely powerful magic yeah uh which are even if you read um heart of hearts you learn about magic called uh it's uh the word of heart and it's like everyone has their own word of heart which a given power is like that on steroids uh and you find out they're actually connected somehow yeah uh, the heart of heart i mean the word of heart and uh given power connected but that's a secret (laughs) nice nice so like uh uh
0: so walk me through the uh the process like because you mentioned you started this what in 2015 and it's completely different uh uh not completely i guess like you change certain things so, what was the process from the first one, and what made you go like, mm, let me go back and like change a couple of things?
1: Uh, it was interesting because it was mainly just um, it kind of came from the freedom that I could do that mm-hmm. because uh the the manga happened and it didn't really go well. Uh, it had it had um one volume. Which the world will never see, and it still sits on my Dropbox. Nice. It's in my Dropbox somewhere. <laughs> Maybe one day the world will see it. Not today.
0: When it gets more popular, you should definitely release it. And yeah. be like, hey, here's I like. I also might release it,
1: and just so Kuru can be like, I like, hate your art. Hate it. Hate it now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, no, when I did the manga, and then it didn't do well, and so a few years go by. I mean, uh, 2015, I think the manga ended in 2016 or 17. And then, so fast forward three years, to 2020, no, yeah, 2021. And I was like, well, you know, I've written a book, so I know I can write a book. That was the thing with Heart of Hearts was like, I can do this. And it was just, you know, uh, the whole thing with Heart of Hearts was like, I had written a little bit on my computer, and I thought the only thing stopping me from finishing this is just me. Yeah. And so I, I'm a I'm a very organized guy, so I was like, I'm gonna make a schedule. I'm gonna do this 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 this. What was your schedule? Uh, my schedule was a thousand words a day, three, oh, wow. three days a week. That was my schedule for the first book, and now it's now it's crazy. It's like a it's I have multiple books I'm writing. Do you ever get a writer's block? Uh, yes, we all do. <laughs> I'll tell you what I do, and then I'll come back to that. But I'll tell you what I do when I get writer's block. I read. That's mm. that's the way out of it, is reading, in my opinion. Yeah. People reading say, what?
0: Like just anything?
1: Yeah, read a novel. Yeah, read, Just read something. Because when – well, uh, I'll get back to that, yeah. I promise. But I'm about to segue. Uh, but uh, so I mentioned Joseph Campbell, mm-hmm. and he was uh, a very – big influence it like recently i've been delving in because i've I've gone from i've kind of you know like you know like the meme where it's like the tip of the iceberg and then like underneath it yeah (laughs) so like the tip of the iceberg for me was writing a book Mm -hmm. and then as i went i was like i gotta go deeper i'm i'm the kind of guy i'm a writer but i have i have the heart of a scholar in a way like i i want to understand things deeply how I am. I'm the dude where it's like if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna go all in.
0: No, I'm the same way. I, yeah. I, I do have a, a a an obsessive personality. When I got in uh, uh I'm not tech savvy, but I was doing hella research before starting a podcast oh, yeah. how to edit and all that stuff. I dive deep. When I get into something I dive deep yeah. into it. I wanna know everything. I'm
1: the dude like I wanna I want to understand things like on a on like a, a fundamental level. I feel like I feel like once I feel like once you understand something simply, mm-hmm. you understand it deeply. Like once you can break something down to a simple. Like uh when I was uh when I was writing um a, what was the pod, it, no, it wasn't a pod, What was the uh blog post called? I can't remember what it was called. I'll I'll put it in the link. If you uh, Yeah, yeah. I'll, I I'll, I have links for you to put in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so uh I mention language and that the main purpose for language is communication uh the the thing about that it goes back to the writing rules everybody oh do this do that do this well no stop that <laughs> like writing is about i mean language is about communication mm-hmm. and all a book is and this sounds really simple but all a book is is a combination of words that when placed in a certain order convey an idea. That's all it is. Uh, and you can even, so like I've started delving deeper into like linguistics because I wanted to understand like what is language? And language is an invention. Is, that's the fucking weird thing. Yeah, Like it's, it wasn't always here. Yeah, Language was an invention. And you want to know some fucking wild shit? Yes. Language is a necessary invention. Yeah. as in it will arise whether it needs to or not i watched a uh, a documentary um it was about a guy who was uh he was he was in vietnam and he was in a pow camp for 10 fucking years oh wow yeah and when you were in a pow camp in vietnam you weren't a pow you were treated as a war criminal because the us never formally declared war on vietnam oh so you weren't Like, the Geneva Convention didn't fucking matter. Yeah. So, like, they would break this dude's back, like, break his... And so, like, but they weren't allowed to talk. And the thing that was interesting about that to me is he said that they created, like, they created their own language. And so, language... Because humans will always need to communicate. Mm -hmm. And it's the same, like, it's almost the same across every language. Nothing is ever one for one, but humans will always need to do certain things. We will always need to tell stories stories are intrinsic to humans we will always need to tell what happened in the past we will always need to compare things uh, we will always need to uh, we will always need to uh, convey consequences if you do this this will happen things like that and so as I delve deeper and deeper, I realized that like these are just signs. So words are just signs. They're things that we've applied meaning to. And when you take these signs and you place them in a certain combination, they uh, they convey an idea. And that's all a novel is. Hmm. That's all it is. And you have to think of language as a fluid thing. Yeah. So like when it goes back to these writing rules, and I said there's no formula, it's because writing is, is fluid. Art is about freedom, and it should always be about freedom. But anyway, what was I saying
0: about the world? Oh no! So I was uh, saying the process from like how different it was from the manga. So like what? Oh uh, yeah, what made yeah. you want to change? That's my like, freedom.
1: It was just like I've written a book. Do it again. That was that was the thing for me. When I wrote a book, I was like, I'm not a writer. I was like, I'm not a writer until I write one more. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's how I thought because yeah. it was like. That's pretty cool. You know, like, uh, you know, like when you're playing a video game mm-hmm. and you do something really cool and you like get a trophy or something. Yeah. And you're like, I could never do that again. <laughs> like, that's what it was. That's what it was like for me. Uh, Writing a book is like, I don't know if I can do that again. You know, you think it's like a fluke thing, yeah. you know, and you spend six months to eight months writing a book and then you do another two months of editing and then you finally publish it and you're like, well on to the next one that's how i feel today because uh the phoenix prince uh sword eye book two came out and it's like you know it comes out and you're like hey and then just the ambition in you you're just like on to the next one no i think that's
0: i think that's a good attitude to have for you uh i'm me i'm not a writer uh and i don't ever see myself writing a book but if i did I feel like I would have that attitude where it's like, all right, one and done. I'm out. Like, <laughs> here, here's my book. But with you, I I actually have the same attitude when it comes to my podcast. So, like, <clears throat> in in no disrespect, you know, uh, like, I'm having such a great time. I hope you are, too, that, like, once we're done here, like, I go ahead and edit it. I, I don't, like, cut anything out. I just, like, put the music and the intro and outro and all that jazz and then, uh, once it's syncing and like downloading, in that process, I go ahead and hit up my next guest. Like, hey, oh yeah, what when can we schedule? I totally see that. Yeah, and then as soon as that happens, once it's done downloading, I go ahead and make a schedule, promote it on whatever, and then place it on YouTube. Once it's uh, once it's live, I go ahead and tell everybody about it, and then after that i already i'm already planning my next guest so i'm I'm just moving on so your episode could hit like my first million whatever and and, and that's cool <laughs> but i'm like
1: fuck this guy but i'm
0: like not i'm not thinking about it and and stuff i'm not thinking like oh man i need to recreate that no because each guest is different each conversation is different but uh at the same time i'm always like Okay, I did one, I can do another. I did one, yeah. I can do another. So now, when I first started, uh, uh, like, I've gotten better. I've gotten faster. My first guest, like, I, I was super trash at editing. It took me literally two weeks to edit a two-hour interview. Yeah. Now it takes me a matter of hours instead of weeks. So I've gotten faster. But I never let it get to my head. I'm always like, "All right, now that I'm faster, I just have to keep putting out yeah, a little bit more." Yeah,
1: that's the uh, I, that's really the artist mentality. Yeah, uh, it's the unattain, it's the uh, what is the unattainable star? It's always going to be farther away. Yeah, and it, it's like uh, all of like all my friends are like, "Why do you do this to yourself?" And I'm just like, "It, I, it's, it's, I would be miserable without it." Yeah, you know, it's like. But it's the unattainable star, and that's just how. No matter if you're podcasting, writing, drawing, painting, uh, singing, whatever, it's like it's the dr- you you have a drive to. I want to do this again because you mm-hmm. get a dopamine rush from it. You do. You're absolutely. Like I want to
0: do this again. So like it's a good stress. Like it it can get stressful, but it's a good stress. Uh, it's like working out. It's like. Uh, cooking food like yeah you have this delicious meal but like the cooking process kind of does suck a little bit even though some people do enjoy it like i do enjoy it but eating a food is definitely better than cooking a food you eat for only like a couple of minutes you're cooking for like an hour or so but it's a necessary stress it's a good stress. it is it's healthy
1: for you yeah well it's healthy to have that ambition Mm -hmm. because like when i think about like when I think about, like, not doing it, it's like, what, am I going to just be wasting away on the couch? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, I, I want, it's a drive. Mm-hmm. It's a drive within you to do this. And, it, like, uh, one thing I do is I self-impose deadlines because it's the only way I can get things done. I say, okay, this has to be done by this time, this time, this time. Which, I'm a self-published author. I, I have, too. I have three books I'm writing this year that I want to for
0: 2023,
1: yeah, I want to aim for a uh publisher for it, but then I have uh volume two of Aang Demo, I call it Aang Demo for short, <laughs> <laughs> I have because Angelica Demonica is so long to say. Uh, I, do, like, I have uh, volume I... two of Aang Demo coming out, and I'll have um book three of uh Sword Eyes, the, the Eye of Revelation. I uh, this is not a spoiler. I can say all the all the titles, but I have um, I have five books planned for nice. Sword Eye, the Heart of Hearts, the Phoenix Prince, the Eye of Revelation, Starblood Key, and the Orphan God, and those are the five books. Those are that's what's gonna be, and uh, then that one I think Ang Demo is gonna have six volumes.
0: I think. Do, oh, that was gonna be like a, a question I was gonna ask earlier. Do you already ha- like have the ending kind of planned? Yes. Yes, yeah. I've right. known That's cool.
1: I've known the ending for this one for a while. Yeah,
0: cuz I find it uh uh Vince Gilligan uh, have you seen Breaking Bad? No, I haven't, but uh, I right. know of it. Uh, I know enough about it. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh one of my favorite. Uh Vince Gilligan already knew the ending and there was this one interview that like again, I'm not a writer, but I could see this. Uh I watch a lot of movies that some people don't know the not, and there's not a knock some people don't know the ending. Like, they talk about, like, oh, the stories, the character took a life of its own, and they're just, like, writing the story and then w- whatever the ending the ending is. But uh, Vince Gilligan and other people, he's just the only one I can really remember. He already knew the ending as he started. And to me, I, I like that better just because I think the story is so focused. It's like, okay, I have to make sure that they get to this ending. It doesn't feel rushed. Like, you already know. You're not trying to be like, oh, let me flush this thing out more, like or whatever. I, I think it's super focused and so that makes me happy. Like yeah, I, I,
1: I actually really agree with that because well, like I said, I always have my reader in mind. Mm-hmm. I want that's the thing. Like my whole thing as a storyteller is I want to tell stories that people will enjoy. That's it. I have no holy errant or anything like that. Like I just want you to enjoy, enjoy my stories. Yeah. You know. Uh and so like the thing with me is it's like I try to think of the ending uh, um, early on, early on, like once I have, uh, once I have like, cause I'm, cause as a writer, you're constantly working on it. Even when you're not writing, you're writing, you're constantly reworking things. You're thinking about characters. Uh, it just happens. It's like you're on autopilot a lot of the time. Like as a writer, you spend more time in, those worlds than you do in the real world really because Mm -hmm. you're constantly it's like it's like a um, in a way it's like a sculpture Like you're constantly like okay I need to do this over here and do this over there and uh, so when I go to write I think how can I end this that will not only give justice to the story but will be um, entertaining Uh, and uh, that's not I, I think I think maybe it could be misconstrued that I'm talking about happy endings. That it always has to be happy, but there was a um, there was a quote that I really like. It's a quote by Philip Pullman. I don't know if you know who that is. Mm. He wrote The Golden Compass. I know uh, his Dark Materials. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He has a quote where he says that uh, even tragedy can be uplifting if it if it shows us why we're human. And I, I really believe that I'm not saying you know any of my stories have a tragic ending or they don't, but I'm saying that I think that you can have a tragic ending and make it. So I always think about like how can I end this? What kind of emotion do I want the readers to feel? Do I want them to be sad? Do I want them to be happy? You know, you always think about that. But uh, yeah, that's uh, I was gonna say something else, but I can't remember what it was. We were talking about. Um, I lost
0: it. Uh, was it what I was saying? Oh, yeah.
1: You were talking about uh, the podcast. I yeah. was gonna tell you. I I don't think Morgan mentioned this to you. I uh, I think it's cool that you have. Do you use Audacity?
0: No, I uh, I did for the first. Did you three episodes? Probably. I guess for, now I use Audition for
1: listeners. Audacity is a free uh.
0: Uh, like audio recording thing, yeah it's yeah. like
1: it's an audio software you mm-hmm. can record music or, oh it's great yeah I, anything just, uh... I do my narrations with uh, I, so one of the things I've always wanted to do uh is I've always wanted to narrate audiobooks nice that was something it's just something I've always wanted to do I don't know what like i said you i'm a, i'm a yeah. storyteller yeah and i want like i want to i don't want to just be seen as a writer like I want to tell as many stories to as many people as I possibly can. Yeah. That's my goal in life. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell stories. And so uh, I just think it's, I just thought it was cool that you had, I was like, I wonder if he uses all day. <laughs>
0: I did. Yeah, I did uh, for a couple. And then um, since I'm in school, uh, my buddy was telling me like, oh, you can get like the, uh, uh, crap, what's it called? Uh, the Adobe stuff uh, for a discounted price. So, like, I have, like, Premiere Pro, Audition, and I only pay, like, 30 bucks a month for all of it at Photoshop and all that. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Yeah.
1: I tried a podcast, like, on my own. Really? Yeah. I like By I, yourself or with guests? Yeah, just by myself. Yeah. And I didn't know. I tried it. I can't do it. I didn't know I could do this. You probably believe it since I've been talking, but I talk to myself for an hour
0: <laughs> i just sat in my sound booth i actually do that too uh uh like i like to have a good debate every now and then and so like sometimes i'll like uh, uh like fresh up on a topic i care about and i'll talk to myself and i'll debate myself and yeah you know. <laughs> i i
1: was like for real just sitting down and i just had my cans on and i was at the mic and i was just talking and i looked and i was like holy shit i've been in here blabbing to myself like a psycho for Fucking hour. No, Jesus I think that was
0: great because then, like, your fans will get a, a nice little, like, fly in the wall, nice insight in your brain, and then be like, It's oh, actually
1: cool. like, like, this wasn't scary. Like, coming into, because I can, I can talk. No, so, like, coming into this, I was like, oh, I'm ready to do this. Right. Sitting down by yourself, just you in the mic, is yeah. terrifying.
0: Exactly. Thank you. Because <laughs> I, I started by myself. I tried. I really did try. I might, I might revisit it. A, Later, I I have a plan, but doing it with a guest, this feels natural. Yeah, because, it does. Like when I first started, uh, I had one of my friends. Uh, uh, she was really nervous and. Then that's when I realized, like, my job is to make you comfortable, and I just kept saying, like, "Listen, like, my job is to make you forget about the microphone and the camera. This is just us hanging out, yeah, talking. The only difference between a podcast and us hanging out is just it's being recorded, but that <laughs> everyone can see it, yeah. And then eventually everyone <laughs> can see it, but that's why I, I, my job is to make you forget about it, uh, have it, you know, offer drinks, uh, let it be for like an hour, give plenty of time to relax, and then like nothing feels rushed. Yeah. And so yeah, but like when you do it by yourself, I don't know. This is this is the fear of me. Like I'm an extrovert and and I'm I'm not shy, but for some weird reason, I like kind of get a little too tense when it's by myself and I'm recording myself, and then I'm just thinking like ah nobody's listening to it's me. weird it. It, You fee- when you're by
1: yourself you feel more like people are watching you than you do when you're like yeah like I'm, you said I'm talking you to forget. you i'm just
0: i'm focused on you i'm focused yeah, on yeah. your story but when
1: you're sitting there just you in the mic you're just like so uh well uh and
0: i, I don't fear amazon did this today too. Yeah. Like i can be in a stage full of thousands of people and i can speak like that oh, doesn't yeah. bother me but for weird, when it's me by myself i'm just like uh. Oh, i'm i, I, I get that why see
1: i'm an introvert but yeah. like so like the thing with me is like i like one-on-one stuff mm-hmm. i'm I'm totally down for one-on-one stuff like i don't i don't like going to like parties and shit mm-hmm. but if i'm gonna talk to a hundred people i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I guess i'm just a psychopath <laughs> like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna prevent like present a speech yeah. to like a, a hundred people I'm totally cool. Yeah, I can do that. Like, but if it's, it's like, do you want to go to this party and be with other people? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I would rather yeah. stay at home. Yeah.
0: I, I I don't know what it is, like uh I think one of the things is that uh you and I we we we're having good banter, uh back and forth, and you know, we're we're borrowing each other's energy. But when I'm by myself, I I just don't know. Like cuz I started catching the, like some of the quirks that I do. And then I don't know. I start annoying myself. And I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> You're like, this guy. I can't do this. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I tried. Uh, I, I have it on my page. I will never delete it. Cause I have this philosophy for anybody who I might've inspired is that uh, one, one of the advice I would give to people uh, doing not just anything creative just in general is just start like look uh, look forward to making a mistake because when you make a mistake you actually have something tangible you can fix yes and uh everybody especially like in in podcasts or whatever influencers or whatever uh i think people kind of get churned off from the idea of starting because uh uh Whoever you watch, YouTubers, podcasters, whatever, they have, like, this fancy set. They have, like, the best tech. And everything seems perfect. Yeah. And then yeah. you're just – you're thinking, well, I can't afford that. Like, oh, I have all I'll this crappy you, stuff. So, um, uh, so like, real quick, let me finish up. Like, the uh, part where uh, people go, like, oh, like, I, I can't start. No one's going to watch my stuff. Well, just start and learn. And then eventually things will change. And this is my own thought. Somebody gave me this advice, and it was very true. And then, like eventually, you hold yourself accountable. My first three or four episodes are complete trash. I can fully admit that. But now I'm better. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not expert, but I'm. I, I like to think I'm intermediate. I'm. This is episode thirty-seven. I I will never delete one and two and three because now you've seen my progression.
1: Yeah, and you also you also kind of need to see where you came from. You know, it's interesting that you say that. Just do it, because that's what I tell people that they're like. I wish I could write a book like you can. You can. Like do it. Just that's it. All you got to do like just just cuz like a book is like you know a, like I said a 6-8 to eight month project, well for me it is. I'm a slow writer. Some people can.
0: You say slow writer. I I think like man, I think that's too quick. <laughs> like I'm but, like if if you left me in charge of writing, like in college, I, I the most I've ever written I think was like 7,000 words for a project. It took me a while. <laughs> I did procrastinate, and that was horrible. Uh, I am a procrastinator, but I, I just think to myself, like after it, that, I'm like, I can't. Remember. It is different
1: though, because when you're writing like a novel, you know, like you're writing from here. You're not. You're it's you know, like school. It's like you have to research. I mean, yeah. You, if you're writing historical fiction, you have to research. Mm-hmm. I, I know I know a lot of uh, fantasy authors who research. I just make shit up. <laughs> I do. I just make shit up as I go along, but uh, anyway, uh, w- w- like one of my favorite quotes um, is by uh, Miyamoto Musashi. I don't know if you know who that
0: is. That sounds familiar. He, so
1: okay, he was a really cool guy. So Miyamoto Musashi was a samurai in uh, the 17th century Japan, and if this this makes me feel like like my life is nothing. Cause by the age by age twenty eight he had won sixty one on one sword fights. Damn. By age twenty eight, god damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, but anyway, so I've won zero. Yeah, I've attempted zero. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like you're just like I didn't eat carbs today. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, anyway, uh, but I woke he, up early today. He, uh, in his later years. You know what's funny about, I give you this, and then I'll get to the quote, but he died of a stomach ulcer.
0: Ah, what a way to go. Jesus Christ, man.
1: He <laughs> should die in battle. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus fuck, he died of, like, cancer or some shit. Anyway, uh, anyway, cool. so in his uh, later years, he wrote a book called Go Rid No Show, which is translated The Book of Five Rings. And... It's a manual on swordsmanship. Wait, I do
0: know this. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's a manual on swordsmanship, but a lot of businessmen use it. Yeah. what it is, the, the, the book itself is not actually, um, like it is a manual on swordsmanship, but the general theme of the book is it's a study on conflict and how to handle conflict. Anyway, one of my favorite quotes comes from that book, and it is, um, he's talking about using the longsword with one hand. And he says it will be difficult at first, but everything is difficult at first. And I just I keep that as like a mantra in my head. So true. It's like so not, true. It's every it, it's okay for it to be difficult. Yes, it's okay to suck at something.
0: It, people don't want to make a mistake. That's the yeah. thing, and, and and it hurts their pride. And don't get me wrong, that hurts my pride still too. But like now, now, like it hurts for a second. Uh. I was talking about this on uh, uh, the guest before you that um, like I fucked up on somebody's audio and I felt so bad. And I, I it was super embarrassing to message them and be like, man, I am so, sorry. I'm still going to air the episode, but like the audio is bad. And, but when that happened, I, I did mass research on Google, like why this happened, how can I prevent it and all that stuff. And, but now, now I don't make that mistake anymore unless like, the microphone's just like combust or something but uh but yeah like you you make a mistake and 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 then you fix it when i first started uh with podcasting uh it was so difficult to edit like i told you like the first episode it took me like 2 weeks to edit oh yeah i believe I, it too. i i i sucked and 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 no lie i was i'm not the type to give up but i am the type to bitch a lot before like i i improve And I was like, I give up, I give up, I give up. But then I sat down and I was like, okay, you know what? Screw it. Let me just go ahead and air this episode. Then the second guess, uh, I try to time myself. I'm a competitive dude. I try to time myself. I was like, all right, it cannot take me that long. Still took me long, but I saw some improvement. I just kept at it. Now I'm better. I'm still not expert level, but I'm better than I was. And it really does take time and patience. everything is difficult there are some gems there are some gems where you see people who have natural talents for things oh yeah yeah and and it does feel good but man now if gun to my head if i had to choose i want to suck at everything because at least it it decreases my chances of getting cocky at it yeah and also well i can
1: when i said i can see i mean like i can see because like i can't i don't even know like
0: you're editing
1: audio and video at the same time right Mm -hmm. Uh
0: yeah, well like yes and no. Uh uh after we wrap what it is is that uh I go through visuals first cuz audio takes like a minute to edit, Yeah. But, uh visuals take just a couple of more times. Uh, really the only thing I do is camera 1, camera 2, camera 1, camera 2. I need a third master camera, a master shot. But, yeah, so, like, whenever you're speaking, I just have to hit a button, and it shows you. Then when I'm speaking, it shows me. Just put one right there, just down on the <laughs> bird's eye view. I I do need a middle where it shows both of us yeah. at the same time, but, like, down the road.
1: You but need to get a, you need to, get, what is it, Uh, the giant steel American flag.
0: Joe Rogan, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, now he has that uh, the uh, sign with his name. Uh, yeah. The podcast you ought to have that. I, I Joe Rogan <laughs> down and, the road, uh, but uh, I have thoughts. <laughs> anyway,
1: uh, what I was gonna say is like, yeah, I totally agree with you, and like the thing is, is like there are people who are just one off good at stuff, mm-hmm. but even th- even then, like if you don't, if you don't persevere. That's a, talent can go to waste. Yeah, talent can one hundred percent go to 100%. waste. One hundred percent, and everything's you, perishable. Yeah, you can be talented and just never improve from that point. It's a it's a landing point, yeah. is what it is. And like so, like you saying like having pride. Like I believe that sucking and getting better is more prideful than just doing it. if, Oh, I did it right. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like being 100. able to look back and say, I fucking sucked at this. But that's how I think about like I look back at some of my like old writing. Like I found I was uh I was cleaning through my um dropbox and I found like the first novel I ever read. I mean ever wrote and like I read that thing and I was like, holy fuck <laughs> Like this is horrendous. And I like I was the reason I read it, I was like, Maybe there's something salvageable. There wasn't. <laughs> like like it was so bad. Like, yeah, like, my grammar was terrible. And, like, but, like, looking back on that and then looking at like the stuff I do now, I'm not saying I'm the best now. Cause I'm not.
0: You've improved. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah, looking at it now, it's like I see where I've come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, well, what we were saying about, like, you're always wanting to do the next thing. It is an unattainable start. Perfection is an unattainable mm-hmm. start. And that's a good thing you know, you're always going to be able to get better. That's what makes it so interesting. Yeah. If you like got to the top, you know, the fuck best. like, you know, it's like, that's not, it's not interesting.
0: To me, I would add that it's, it's the most stressful thing because if, if you started off as the best, like a one-off thing, now you have to train even harder to maintain that. Oh, somebody yeah. is always going to try to. I think of it like fighting. Like now somebody's after you. So you have to train even harder to maintain that spot. But somebody who's progressed and all that stuff, uh, uh you know, I'm not saying that, that it's easy, but they're, they're, they have moments of victories. Like I sucked. Now I've gotten better. I won. I sucked. I've gotten better. Therefore, I won. If you kept winning, you know, and you've never lost, to me now winning became stale at some point because now you're just like crap I haven't lost yet and then when you get that first loss oh it probably feels fucking horrible yeah it's horrible. interesting
1: that you used fighting too like uh I uh when I was a teenager I I took taekwondo for about 6 years and then that 6 year I that 6 year I uh I taught it nice and uh but like one of the things I trained a little bit in that one of the things that is true about losing especially in fighting which uh taekwondo sparring is is a bit uh, different it's like boxing with your feet a Mm -hmm. lot of judges don't even count punches but anyway one thing you learn is like when you lose you go back and you're like how the fuck did i lose and you learn if you just win all the time there is a possibility that you're not actually explicitly like uh conscious of what you're doing to win so, like, if you lose in one, if you lose really badly, you're like, what did I do? Give Like, the thing about failure is it makes, um, I'm trying to think of how to put this. The thing about failure is it's tangible. You can look back on failure and be like, oh, I should have done. Like, I'll give you, since I was doing, uh, since I was talking about linguistics, um, uh, I, w- I started, I started. I wanted to learn another language. I was like, I want, I, I kind of got to this point because I started reading, like, a bunch of linguistics books. And I was like, you know what? I want to just, as a hobby, for fun, learn a bunch of languages just over my life. I was like, wouldn't it be cool to be, like, 70 and know, like, five languages? Like, right. Wouldn't that be cool as shit? be completely useless almost. but <laughs> like, It would still be cool. And so I just, I was, like, looking. I was... uh I was like, I always wanted to learn Japanese. Mm-hmm. I was like, that just sounds cool. And it's so different from English. I was like, it would be a challenge. And I'm the dude, I want the challenge. Yep. But like, when I think about it, thinking about failure, like, I can't speak Japanese. I can type it. I'm what you call, I'm probably N4, which uh, N4 is like beginner. And then it goes to N1, which is like native level. We were born, raised in Japan, as in one. So I'm in four, which is like I'm baby level. Mm-hmm. I can speak like a child. Uh, but I, I'm at a point to where like with my native Japanese friends, I can hold a conversation. But like what I'm saying is when I think about failure, I think about linguistics. Because say I type something mm-hmm. and I think, I don't know if that's right. I don't know if I'm using this particle right or I don't know if this word is right. And I'll go and like, sometimes I'll afterwards I'll translate it and I look at it and I'm like, I reverse engineer it. I'm like, Oh, I did this wrong, but no, but seeing that failure, I, I see it and I'm like, I know what I should do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I think of it. That's how I think of like, uh, that's why I think failure is good is because oftentimes oftentimes it's obvious what you did wrong mm-hmm. and that's where the growth comes from. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how we got off
0: on that. No, I'm so, I, 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 love I love it. I wanted
1: to tell you though, for the past, like forever. What's up? I love that you have the Wii U version of, uh, Twilight, Twilight Princess unopened. I have that too somewhere.
0: Well, it is open. Is uh, it? it? It is. Cause like you, you physically have to get the game out so. <laughs> but i i have the amiibo in there so i'm like no nah. i uh uh when yeah, huge i nerd huge
1: nerd when uh when morgan told me she was like oh uh no, dj wants you on his podcast i'm like because morgan knows like such a vast array of people i'm mm-hmm. like let's see who this guy is soon as i pulled up your uh podcast and i saw all of that shit behind you i'm like yeah this guy's
0: this guy's yeah. We're gonna jam. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's so funny because um uh uh somebody way way before I ever started my podcast um like in my room it's like uh, uh not this bookshelf but I have another bookshelf and it has a bunch of nerdy things like these things and and others <laughs> and uh I was hanging out like like I said I'm an extrovert I'm a very social dude and uh like i worked at this one restaurant and one day i just decided like to like host a little gathering at my house and all that stuff so did and then uh one of my coworkers she was like uh like oh like where's your room i want to see your room and stuff and i was like you got it and so no just showed her to my room and then she saw the nerdy stuff and she was like wow like i did not know you were a nerd and i was like <laughs> yeah i am and, and she was like sudden, wow
1: never talk to me again yeah <laughs> and then she was like
0: you don't come across as a nerd and i was like what are you talking about and then she's i always remember this she was like you're like a down-to-earth nerd and I was like, <laughs> you're
1: like normal all right
0: cool <laughs> like i guess but uh she was like you're,
1: you're normal yeah
0: exactly and I, I i i did love it she was a cool person but uh, uh, she still I is. That, <laughs> yeah, I I it. love that so much. But yeah, no, it, it it's funny because uh, uh, like, uh, this is not just for the set. I mean, I'm I'm glad. Well, my favorite thing, my uh, good best friend, he made that Batman. A huge Batman fan. Oh, he made that. He made that.
1: Oh like, shit, that's the I
0: was great. wondering about that, and that's like my prized possession. And uh, yeah, like uh, most people know me. uh uh, when getting to know me that i'm a huge batman fan and superheroes have now become especially batman being like super known and stuff like that it's like if you go like oh i'm if you were just a batman fan it's like oh i'm a nerd i'm a batman fan some people be like that's not that's like basic nerd level (laughs) but then i have like yeah gamer anime and stuff like that and it's just i'm digging all of the uh dude you got glover
1: holy shit That is a blast from the past. Yeah, that's
0: uh, that's my roommates, but yeah. Dude, uh,
1: I uh, I remember playing that game. You play games? Yeah, I yeah, oh yeah, I remember playing that game a long time ago and like knowing all the cheat codes, (laughs) and like they had one where you could like jump and you would just like jump the whole level. You'd go to the end. (laughs) Jesus man. Yeah, no, I uh, I like uh, like the one I like stuff like I'm a big RPG guy. Same. So, uh, I like, uh, I like the Tales, Tales of games. I don't know. Have you ever played Tales
0: of Symphonia? No, but it's kind of on my list. Yeah. That game, that is. I grew up with, uh, 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 PS1 JRPGs. Those were my jam. Uh, and then, uh, then I, uh. Like modern RPGs weren't doing it for me, but like I start I st- started like w- uh, with my Switch. I started slowly uh, getting back into it. Oh yeah, dude, my Switch
1: a... is my JRPG machine. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. There's
0: so much. Uh, Chrono I... Cross just came out with a remaster. Yeah, um, I, I haven't got it. Now. Oh, I got it, that dude. Was, that was my job. I'm still uh, playing it right now. I,
1: um, but yeah, Tales of Symphonia is coming out for the. Uh, that was that game was the game that gave me the inspiration I have for Angels. Nice. That
0: that was the game. Nice. Uh. Did you ever play did you ever have a GameCube? I, I didn't have one, but I did play it. it. It wasn't until the Wii, because the Wii you could put the GameCube. Disc there was in. this
1: game for a GameCube called Bat and Kaitos. No, Eternal Wings and the Lost Ocean. And that game, it was so Nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> like I feel almost like it was Sinbad. Like like nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. But uh it was a game where it was an RPG, but it was like a card based RPG. But it was like poker. Ooh, yeah. So it was poker. like you had like different cards, and like the cards had numbers on them, and mm-hmm. so you could like line up like straights, full house, all that. It was cool, man. That's my jam, it's poker. Uh, yeah. But um, I was gonna say another one. Uh, oh yeah, my my thing right now, which when I, I didn't get a PS2 till like late in the game. Oh really? So same, same, I was yeah. like a Nintendo kid, right?
0: I'm a Nintendo PlayStation guy. Yeah,
1: I was a Nintendo kid, and then I was about fourteen when I got a uh, a PS2. And I remember the game, the first game I played for uh, PS2, because I got it, and I got I got like the system, and I didn't have any games for it. Oh, so I like go up the road to my buddies, my buddy's house, and I'm like, "Yo, dude, you got any games that you just don't like that you could give?" He's like, "Yeah, here's some games I don't like." And he gave me God Hand. Do you remember that game? I, gave I me, know of it. I've never played he it. Give gave me God Hand and Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. Dude, that's my jam. Devil May Cry is my shit. Yeah. Dude, I, I played the fuck out of that game. And then Devil May Cry three came out. Oh, that's <clears throat> that's one of the best ones. Right
0: now. That's what that's the first Devil May Cry. Oh, no, Devil May Cry two, but Devil May Cry three was the first one I actually beat. Uh, yeah. Devil May Cry two I played but I never finished.
1: I've been playing I've been uh playing five lately oh yeah, man Cry 5. such a great game dude i have it i uh i finally um yeah it's right there yeah. i uh, oh is it is it for real yeah holy oh, shit oh i see it man yeah. dude ah i love that game so much uh but uh i finally uh you know the um trophy i'll be damned it's where you beat urizen in the prologue oh I yeah i finally got that shit nice
0: dude i didn't i didn't know you could do it my my roommate told me you could, and uh, I was like, okay, is that a like a new game plus? He was like, no, you you could be able to do it in the first you I was beat like, that's the game. Gonna, that, that's I was like, it. that's not gonna happen. <laughs> like, that's the game, yeah. It literally like, goes to the
1: credits, does it really? <laughs> yeah, it's that's, the ending. That's
0: so dope. Oh man, so, yeah, I, yeah, it's I a
1: trophy, it's a golden trophy. But yeah. like, when you, when gotta you beat it. him, because it's just like it's you know, you uh, you know, hack the crystal until it breaks, and then you, you know, just like you fight him in the later that's in the game. That's so cool. I, and you yeah. can beat him, and it goes to the credits. That's so cool. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> like, you don't even fight Virgil? No, or, you just,
1: <laughs> it just goes to the credits. It's a secret ending. That's yeah, so cool. It, you, it, you win. And the thing that's so funny, because I didn't do it like the first time, but I know there's probably some like, crazy... Because some people are like crazy good at that game. Mm-hmm. There's probably some dude out there that like thought you were supposed to win and did and was like, that's the
0: game. <laughs> I used to be really good at three and four, and then five. Uh, like I, I got good close to the end. Like I-, I, started getting my skills back, but I haven't touched it since it came out. Uh, but yeah, like I used to be crazy good in three. Where oh yeah, triple S was like nothing to me. Yeah, I it was, is like, three.
1: Pfft. The thing I love about three is it was like, cause like back in those days, games were just unrelenting mm-hmm. like games just were hard back then especially japanese
0: games man yeah. they were so unforgiving like
1: devil may cry devil may cry uh three on dante must die mode it's like you know bye yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like
0: i never played those games like uh, uh, was was it on dante must die or heaven and hell where you got hit once and you're dead
1: uh in um in three it's heaven and hell where heaven it's like hell. it's you hit them one time, they die, they hit you one time. Yeah, Devil I mean, May Cry 5 has um, Hell and Hell mode where you die with one hit, but the enemies don't. The enemies are on Son of Sparta difficulty. Yeah. So, like, in <laughs> Devil May Cry 3,
0: I, like, uh, uh, like, Triple S was nothing to me, but I, I would still get kind of hit. i didn't make it that far, and I was just like, "Man, these Japanese games are like just too relentless." So I've always played those games like on normal. It's crazy. I uh, I'm on, I'm
1: replaying uh, DMC three, and I'm on very hard mode, and I'm just like, oh, dude, I'm dying. "Yeah, once, once I just finally, I finally got. I always have like a custom uh configuration mm-hmm. to, for jump canceling, so like I have my jump on the trigger." Okay, and so, like, yeah, I do that, I can jump cancel, but dude, that game, like, that game is that was back when games were like, they were just like, oh, fuck them kids, yeah, you know, like, no,
0: I, I uh, with Devil May Cry 3, um, the uh, Cerberus Nunchucks, I hated that weapon so much, and I was just like, man, this this one sucked, but then when I've gotten better at it, when I started watching YouTube videos, I'm oh, like, yeah. I gotta get like really good. That's like one of the best <clears throat> weapons to like air keep yourself up in the air yeah, for yeah. a long time. And I was like, oh, okay, there we go. And then the Beowulf, like the punching and kicking, that was like one of my favorites. But that one, like, was not that great to juggle. And yeah, I was yeah. Like, oh, okay. I tell you, my favorite thing I didn't know, like, is
1: uh, so in that game there is this like Leviathan thing that floats in the sky. Yeah, and uh. Well, you have to go inside. it. Yeah, you're like inside it, and you have to like fight its heart or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like the way the fight, the way the fight is is there's two lungs and a heart in the middle, and you have to beat the lungs. You have to like beat the lungs, and then the heart opens, and then it'll close, and then you beat the hearts again. I mean, beat the lungs again. And so, uh, like, I I was like, because enemies spawn just infinitely in that yeah. in that match, and I was just like, how do I do this? And then I was just—I realized that I could just uh, switch cancel. So all you do is you just jump, and then you just s- keep switching weapons and keep uh, pressing the style button, and you just stay mid air. And uh, when the heart opens up, there's like a little uh, like node that you're supposed to hit, but the hit is actually the entire heart. So you can be like up in the air. Just oh, yeah, nice. I didn't know that. Then I finally beat that, and I was like, thank God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. So uh uh what what about anime? Like uh cuz I see in your book you were inspired by it, like One Piece is one of them. I and... uh
1: I am actually not an anime guy. I'm a mon- I'm a manga guy. Manga. Okay. I'm a manga guy. Okay. I am manga trash is what I am. <laughs> totally trash. But uh I uh One Piece is like so <clears throat> One Piece is the greatest story ever told in my opinion. God, that's an investment,
0: man. I can't Dude, do it. I like. <sighs> I I'll give it. I'll give you this. If
1: it's I've finished,
0: been, I'll I'll, I'll watch. I've been read, reading but...
1: One Piece since I was eleven. Dang, so... you still continuing. Yeah, on? yeah. Like, so are that, you caught up. Yeah, th- I, that's, that's the big. only thing I hate about One Piece is like, it's so good, but you're asking like days of weeks of someone's time. Yeah, and so you can't just be like, "Hey, man, you should watch One Piece." It's like. I like my brother when I kept trying to get him to watch it and he just he never did. He was like, I did the math, man. I was like, What do you mean? I did. He was like, It would, and this was like a few years ago, he was like, You would have to watch it for 11 days straight without sleeping to finish the whole thing. Um, I was like, Why would you do that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I did the math too, except like counting, like just fitting in my schedule. I was like, Okay, if I watched like 10 episodes a day. At this time and all that stuff for this much, I, it will take dude, me like takes, five months to get caught up. So and I was just like, dude, that's not that's 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 a job right there. That's a project. I, I if I got paid, I would probably do it. I was just like, there's no it's way. So if I was a trust fund baby, I might do it. But yeah. A trust fund baby. <laughs> yeah, no, it's but it is
1: such a good story. Like if it's, I it's done, it, I don't doubt it.
0: I see clips and stuff like really cool fight scenes and and every now and then I'm just like man I wish Oda, I could Ichiro
1: Oda is like one of the cuz like I said like when you read as a writer you read um you read like a writer you no know, you like pay attention to stuff yeah. and, Oh like like what I mean is like when you're reading you uh you pay attention to the things that a writer that that writer does mm-hmm. okay so this writer is doing this and then when you get to like the payoff of that pot of that plot point, you're like, "Oh, I see what they did," and you keep that in your mind. Oda is one of those writers who, when something happens, you're like, "Bruh," <laughs> you're just like, "Bruh," like, uh, it, it's just he's he's just he's like a master, is what it, he's just a master. Do you know that one piece? Uh, is the it hold, Okay, so a couple things. It holds the Guinness Book World Record for uh, most books in a single series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also it's the, I don't know if this is true still, it's the 12th highest grossing book series like ever. Of, of all time? Yeah, Damn. so number 11 is uh, um, Harry Potter. What's her name? J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, yeah. So, that's number 11. Number one, do you know who number one is?
0: I kind of want to say the Bible. No,
1: nah, not the Bible. It's William Shakespeare. That, ah. dude, that dude is, like, the number one. Like, that dude is, he's rolling in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's rolling and in he's it. And he's dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's dead as fuck, man. He's real dead. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and he's still breaking records. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like, yeah. But, I mean, I can see that because Shakespeare... Like, most, most like, schools. Yeah, I had a
0: college professor, uh, my English professor, he was, like, saying some shit about, I don't know if it's true or not, but he was like, oh, William Shakespeare, uh, he plagiarized a bunch of shit. I'm like, all right, cool. His name is so popular, so.
1: That's what they say. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to, I don't care. The thing is about that is there may be truth to that because there were no copyright laws back then. Oh, I I don't doubt it. I just don't care. I'll give you, yeah, no, I don't either. I'll give you something interesting. Uh, Don Quixote, do you know what that one is? Mm -mm. Okay, so Don Quixote is considered the first modern novel. It was by uh, Miguel de Cervantes, and it was about a. uh, It was written like in the 1500s, but it was about a uh, a, an old man who was delusional and thought he was a knight, and he goes. It's a comedy. He goes off on all these adventures, and he sees like he'll see prostitutes, and he's like fair maidens, you know, like (laughs) yeah. But anyway. So, uh, he wrote the first book, and then someone else wrote the second book, and so mm. there were no copyright laws, so they could just do that. Yeah. And so he had to write a second second book, like <laughs> that was like, yo, this is my. But so, uh, yeah, I don't care either. But that's truly possible. Uh,
0: yeah, like I'm. I'm not a thin- lot of like,
1: shit was probably copyright. Yeah, like I don't. I don't doubt that
0: at all. It's just like. It's like if, it's like what are you doing? Are you trying to like? I'm like okay, okay. Say that's true and all that stuff. Like, are you going to fight for like? All right, I want to change the modern game. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like it's like, like are st-
1: you trying to diss an old dead guy?
0: Yeah, like in, instead of William Shakespeare, it's like, all right, so we're gonna read uh, Romeo and Juliet by John Smith, and it's like, oh, uh, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. We don't want to read it. Uh, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like who's who a William Shakespeare? Fan? Like, listen, I'm I'm a theater kid. Like, I love Shakespeare. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, as a play, as an actor, like I did a little bit of acting. Uh, I I'm not loyal to the guy. I'm not gonna you badmouth Shakespeare. I'm not gonna be like, well, how dare you? Like, how? I just dare you. How dare you? Yeah, yeah. You? I yeah, bite my like, thumb at the like yeah, I, I It's just like don't come care. on man. Yeah. That's like yeah. That's, I, I just I I sat there in class and when the professor said that I was just I, like I didn't do it, but it mentally I was like Yeah like Does anybody care? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, why, why, why are you throwing shade Yeah like, throwing shade? Just, yeah, 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 just, yeah. Just, <laughs> that's a good way to put it why are you throwing shade at this dude? He's like
1: been dead since 1600. Yeah. Yeah, uh another one, um yeah, I had a I had a, a college professor who um He's an English professor. He was like, yeah, he, he, we were talking about Shakespeare. He was like, yeah, he's like, y'all know Shakespeare is just a bunch of dick jokes, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, my kind of guy. Yeah. All right, I'll grab a beer We were with like, him. okay, <laughs> he was like, yeah, he was like, it's just a bunch of dick jokes. Yeah. He like, was like, everybody acts like it's so holy. He's like, just a bunch of dick jokes.
0: Yeah, like, I, did, I do remember something like that. Like, it had a lot of dirty jokes and all that stuff. And, I, and when I realized that, I remember making a joke in class going like, I literally said that I was like, "Oh, my kind of guy, somebody who yeah, I would exactly. grab a beer yeah. with." All yeah. right, cool. <laughs> like, you
1: think I'm more sophisticated? Yeah, but like the thing, the thing, I think the thing that people don't realize is that when Shakespeare wrote that stuff, it was to entertain people. It wasn't like I'm going to write something that will be you super know, profound. Yeah, or pro- yeah. It was
0: like, come on, man. Yeah. Know, he's just writing shit. You yeah. know. He and, wrote he wrote tragedies and he did have comedies and and like I don't. Yeah, comedies put some dick jokes, some fart jokes. I'm gonna laugh. Well, dude, it's like like when I think of like, uh,
1: my this is kind of funny because I'm about to compare, I'm about to compare Step Brothers to (laughs) Shakespeare. Do it. So, but like if you think about it, like the movie Step Brothers, that is it okay. All aside, Step Brothers is the goal. It's like it's quintessential comedy movie. Uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are just. They're the drinking are they they both like John C. Riley looks like just like just looking at him you laugh. (laughs) Like, bruh. I wish they were in more things together. I I I know, right? I really do. Uh, They are just they're brilliant together. Dude,
0: it's so funny. I like this is such a dumb moment, but like I I didn't know he was in Teledigan Knights. Like I just that handlebar mustache. (laughs) And then I was was I literally said like, oh man, they need to be in more movies together. And then I had a buddy go like, well, he was in Talladega Nights, and that was first before Step Brothers. I was like, he was in that. And we watched the movie, and I was like, holy shit, I did not know that. That, yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. was some Good Dude, makeup.
1: I uh, I, Step Brothers is
0: oh, I, Step Brothers is great. God, it's just it's it's just a golden movie. Like, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I will say, I I mentioned Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, honestly, is like one of my favorite comedies. What's the one? It's Adam Sandler. Like he has to go back to school. What's oh, that one? Uh, uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah. He has to. Like, he's like
1: in. It's like him, and he's like in there with like third he had, graders. Like,
0: take over his uh, dad's company, but he but he never grad- went to school or something. Yeah, like he had to at least uh, graduate high school, get a high school diploma. <laughs> like falls in love it's, with the it's third such, grade it, teacher. That one it was like one of his dumb movies, but it was still funny. Like it was, it was still great. It's kind of dumb, man. That yeah. I love it. I love no, shit like that. I, 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 as I've gotten older, it's it's so funny. Uh, uh, like I'm a movie buff. Like I love oh, movies. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, I will say I do hate, in a way, Oscar movies just because they're super pretentious. They're uh, uh and movie buff peoples and and people who go to school for film. And this is a knock to all y'all. I don't care. Uh, that. They're just like, oh, well, I went to film school. Like, I know more about it than you. And so I was like, all right, first off, it's subjective. Who cares? Uh, uh There are formula... Technical, there are formulas. There are rules you got to follow. But at the end of the day, like, art's art. And it- it- and it's supposed to be entertaining. No matter what it's supposed to be. Even-, even if it's like, oh, I have a message. It's supposed to be entertaining. And I hate some of these Oscar movies. They're super pretentious. They're super, like, preachy. And the more I... I see that the more I love dumb comedies, the more like, man, you introduce dick jokes, fart jokes. I'm a laugh and be like, Oh my God, this is so stupid. And then people go like, I like smart comedies. I'm like, no, I just want to relax. The world's stressful as it is. I'm already stressed. I just want to laugh. Dude, that, I, I like how you put that. because I, That was how I was trying to say it about the writing rules. Yeah. Because a lot, so like a lot. I'm, yeah, I was thinking about that when you said yeah, that. Yeah, like a there, lot there's of, a blueprint. Like. They
1: always say, like you have, um, like one of my friends on Twitter was talking about uh, a writing teacher who is saying that uh, being a, a pantser or discovery writer or whatever you want to call it. Someone that doesn't outline. There's, you shouldn't do that. And it's like, there's no formula. Everybody works different. Mm-hmm. Every no no two uh, processes are the same, mm-hmm. and so you can't say this 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 equals good novel. It, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, uh, it's you have to find the because you have a voice. You're gonna tell it the way you tell it, and you should tell it the way you tell it. You shouldn't try and tell it the way anyone else tells it. And you can learn from things and. Uh, when you're telling a story, I think of it like a game of chess. And I'll give you this analogy. So when I write a story, I have my characters on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so on on my side of the board, I have my characters. On the opposite side of the board, I have the conflicts, the things that you know need to happen. And a lot of the time, in the board is the plot. A lot of the times it's a game of strategy. That's how I think of writing. I think of it as a game of strategy where I am moving characters across the board to overcome the conflicts and checkmate would be the the end of the story, the resolution. And so I think when people say, oh, you have to do this, 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 and this, it breaks the freedom of the strategy. And so I always, I have a philosophy and this is, you can call it a writing rule if you want, but it's my, I call it a philosophy. And I believe that art, especially written, the written word is a fluid art and mm-hmm. that it is, you can be experimental. You should be experimental. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't just, uh, you shouldn't just, uh, I don't know, keep the uh, the status quo on stuff. You should be yeah. experimental. Try different things. That's what makes it, that's what makes it, um, you know, interesting engaging is to you know uh to when you write a story like i uh the story i recently narrated um i wrote it it's called adam and eve and the wind and the trees Mm -hmm. it's written in present tense and i normally never write in present tense but i thought you know i want to do something in present tense i want to experiment a little bit Uh, not only does that make it fun for me but if i'm having fun you're probably going to have fun uh, but what I was saying um, was there's no, uh, what was I say? There's no formula to it. Yeah. You should be experimental. You should be free. Uh, and it, the strategy of it, you when you
0: put things
1: in a in a box, you're breaking the strategy of it. Yeah. You should be open to trying
0: things. Yeah. So I I love that you brought up chess because it's. I I I I never realized it till till really just now, but like I kept oh, before the chess analogy, I kept saying that every creative thing, like especially when like it's subjective, like art, does have a skeleton and like it does have a base. But after that, that's where you can have fun with it. Yes, but chess, I think, uh, and I'm thankful that you brought that up. I think chess is even better because chess. There are millions of moves you can make, some are better than others, but chess has rules, but other than that, you do whatever you want like yeah and, and and after that, like when you make a mistake, you don't know it's a mistake until you make it, and then but once a mistake is made, I would say about chess, chess has rules,
1: but I think in my analogy, it has established guidelines yes, and so I think what you're doing. Is uh, when now I guess I should define what a writing rule is. A writing rule is when someone says never do this mm-hmm. or always do this. That's a writing rule. Yeah. Anything beyond saying
0: because when you're writing a story, there are going to be things. Would you say like writing rules in a way? Sorry to cut you off. No. no writing no. rules mainly like grammar-wise. Uh. Because that's what I picture as not a, a not non-writer. Not necessarily grammar because grammar.
1: Uh, grammar is a, um, well, even this is a half truth, but grammar, grammar is an established construct mm-hmm. that a language, uh, goes by is what it is. And every language, every language has its own grammatical construct. Even that is a half truth because yes. like in poetry, a lot of the times, a lot of the times in poetry, we break, uh grammatical paradigms. But uh when I talk about a writing rule, I'm talking about when people say always do this or never do this. Uh and um I'm trying to think. I keep going blank. Uh what I was going to say was you
0: like with chess.
1: Yeah, like like with chess. There are a, there are established guidelines. Yeah. But there's not a surefire way there's yeah. no surefire way in chess yeah that's what i mean and stories oh that was what i was gonna say. in stories there are sometimes like in chess better moves to make mm-hmm. than you know like if you get to a point in a story like when you get to a point in a story and you come to a crossroad and you think well this way would be really interesting and this way would sometimes you even get to a point and you're like i want to go this way but it's not as interesting as this way and you have to make the sacrifice and say you know what let's go this way let's let's go down the uh going back to Philip Pullman he he describes a story as a path through the woods and he was saying that the entirety of the story is the woods but you only take a certain path through that story yeah uh and so i guess my whole thing against the writing rules is i don't think there's a formula i don't think you should be able to say always do this or never do that yeah uh, even cuz you know, language is a, a fluid thing. And it, my whole, my one uh, philosophy is all things are permissible when appropriate. So when you're writing a story, you think, is this, appro- is this truly appropriate? And if it is, like uh, the, um, the author of, uh, I don't know if you knew these books when you were uh, growing up, but a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Lemony Snicket, which is not his real name. By the way, that's a pin name. I didn't know that. Not surprised. I was I was like, bro, this guy has the coolest fucking name.
0: <laughs> but, like, that's I not uh, really his uh, Real name. quick, like, uh, 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 I was an idiot. I thought rappers' names were their real names and stuff. You and thought
1: that. his name was Lil
0: Wayne? Yeah. Like, that's his name? Oh, oh not Lil Wayne. Cause he I was came out of his mom, and she was like, bro, this no, is uh, No, uh, uh, Usher, Ludacris. Oh yeah, okay. I, see uh, I legit thought that's what that was their <laughs> first name and their last name is something, but they go by their first name. So I legit, his name was Usher something. Ludacris? I thought I thought somebody's name was Lil Bow Wow, Lil, uh, Lil <laughs> <laughs> Romeo. I legit thought that was his name. Like maybe Lil was like you thought his uh, name was uh, Bow Wow or Romeo. Maybe Lil was a nickname, like the Lil. Yeah, but yeah. Bow Wow is his name. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, Lil Bow Wow Stevens. <laughs> Just, I don't know but uh um (laughs) lemony snicket that was yeah yeah
1: yeah lemony snicket he has the thing i like about lemony snicket is he's very experimental he'll have chapters that uh break tense and just go off on their own thing like i remember he had one chapter that was just like a limerick like the whole thing was just this long limerick uh and i think i think that's a good example because a lot of new writers and the reason I have a problem with these rules is that a lot of new writers, when they come in, they get overwhelmed by them. Mm. And uh, you shouldn't focus on – there's no such thing as a perfect book. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a perfect book. Every book has flaws. Uh, every There can be work Except done. Except yours. Yours is perfect. But yes, anyways, yes, mine is perfect. Yes, Mine is perfect. <laughs> Just that one. The Just... others are garbage. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just that one. But anyway uh, – that one was just divine inspiration. Yeah. yeah. It's in the
0: name Angelica. <laughs> <there>. <laughs>
1: anyway. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, they get, they get distracted. And every book needs work. Mm-hmm. Every book has its flaws. And so to a new writer, when you want to start writing, that's why I always tell new writers, read and write. Because you're, when you read, you're learning from example. And when you write, you're putting example into practice. Don't there's a thousand magazines, a thousand courses you can take There's, I mean, you know, there's millions and millions of things out there that can tell you how to write a book in a month or. Yeah. And that's just all bullshit. All of it is just all bullshit. Uh, Because really, when it comes down to the fundamental part of it, that's what it is. Just learn the fundamentals and just do it a lot yeah like what you said with podcasting like you just did it a lot mm-hmm. and you know like with what miyamoto said i mean it's like uh with miyamoto Masashi, things are gonna be difficult you're gonna at suck at first
0: you are and you gotta embrace that man exactly like, yeah like 100%. so i i think you hit the nail on the head like like to the point where i'm even getting inspired i'm like shit i might i might write one day but like that's <laughs> that's so true uh william so we're coming up to the end of the show uh so real quick uh if you don't mind i would love an autograph you got an sign. autograph you gotta sign the book, dude you gotta make it out to your new fan uh, uh dj to dj to
1: right, jd whatever you want. i'm like, gonna put I've... jd just, I'm just kidding <laughs> it's
0: like no <laughs> then i have to donate the vote man thank you uh so much so we're gonna uh, uh after you uh, uh sign that like uh, i want you to plug in uh whatever you want people to f- where to- can people follow you uh okay so i am
1: mainly on official (laughs) look at that (laughs) shitty autograph Uh, no dude my handwriting is garbage
0: mine is dumb all right so uh uh uh, real quick like i have poor signature and this is the only decent one i could do because i was like telling my (laughs) friends i was like my my name is two letters how can you do a signature so i have it. does it not stand for anything uh, it's actually my initials but uh like, oh, I, I go, I go by say. dj so
1: anyway uh yeah so uh i'm on so can twitter follow you? i am on twitter at let me look at uh, just to make sure i have it right i don't ever It's my first time plugging so please come up yeah. i'll be your best friend forever
0: come it's on. actually on the back of your books Tim. is it yeah, um, yeah yeah just do that i mean i'll plug it but i just don't no, I i'll do just, it. Let I, it i just want you to say it but let it me do is. it
1: okay yeah 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 so <laughs> Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at at Burke Will, at Burke Will on Twitter. And then I knew my Instagram one was kind of weird. It's uh, at William F. Burke Four. Now Burke has no E. It's B U R K. So there's no E at the end. Uh, and then my website is WilliamFBurke.com, and you can find all of my stuff there. And uh, there's your book bag. And uh, so man, this has been been great no man thank I you so it. much uh people
0: it. you gotta check it out especially this one just because I, I i'm gonna read his other work but like you gotta you gotta read this one uh that way we can talk about it and enjoy it dude you i'm not just saying that i i just met you so i don't owe you anything i'm saying this is great man you have something you created a relatable characters uh, you created you so an much, interesting man. story uh this is not gonna be the last time you're never gonna be on the show like we'll definitely have you on other times but man again thank you so much for taking the time taking the drive thank you yeah, so yeah for sure man for sure all right <laughs> see this is what i was talking about yeah, before. yeah it's like it kind of hard it yeah. was awkward that's just, why i had to do like a movement. fist bump yeah fist bump, fist bump. that'll work better but you know, like uh thank you thank all right so brother well thanks man yeah man all right take it easy guys see you